0: Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 235, the first week of 2021 proper. And we are here today. I am Peter. I am joined, as always, by Matt. Uh, off
1: after a hell of a thing.
0: Yes. 2021 started with Connor coming back, which I think is just an omen for things to come, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Carter, here. Sorry. <laughs> Connor Carter, uh, Carter who caught up in the entirety of December's comics uh, in the past like four or five days. So I just have to ask for like a one sentence opinion on Endless Winter. <laughs> if, uh, if you read that, I, even.
2: I, I did. I did. Uh, would like more <laughs> of the flashback stuff. Um, Very on the nose with um being heavily influenced by lockdowns and such uh, from the past year. But I mean, fun enough. Enough. There you go. I can't ask for more than that, I suppose. Uh
0: so nah I else. Somewhere. Uh so yeah, this is a DC Comics podcast. We get together every week. We talk about DC comics and we uh you know review the books, we talk about news, all that sort of stuff coming up on this week's show. Uh it's a pretty big week because it is the start of Future State, which is a two-month kind of umbrella. I won't even say it's an event, it's more of an umbrella of just different things. Um, as well as the end of metal. So coming up today's show, we have Dark Knight's Death Metal Issue 7. We have Generation Shattered issue one, which is kind of uh, loosely tied to metal, but more about going forward because there's going to be more of it as the end of the issue revealed. So, uh, we'll oh, get to that. We've had haven't we? Um,
1: yeah. We may have done. We'll, we'll get, we'll get yeah. to that when we get
0: to that. Uh, but then we have Future State, Bat- the next Batman issue one, Future State, Superman Metropolis issue one, Future State, Wonder Woman issue one. Future State The Flash issue one, and Future State Swamp Thing issue one that we're going to be talking about. There was also Future State Harley Quinn issue
2: one, which I thought Connor might have at least read, but no one did. <laughs> uh, the reason I didn't is because the writer is the person who's doing the the ongoing Harley book that's starting in March. But that ongoing Harley book is the one with Riley Rosemont and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching that. So I didn't see the point in getting invested in, like, oh, you know, really liking these two issues of going, oh, this is going to be such a great Harley run and then having to hate it. So I just I just don't want to get attached.
0: Yes, but there are some Riley Rosmo in your near future. Just uh, mm, yes, I'm, I'm uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I know. Him. Yes, uh, for Carr's Patreon books, by the way, because obviously he missed a full month. He's got last month's Patreon books and this month's to do. He's
2: going to start working through those next week. Uh, yes, I, I would have started this week, but I had all of December's comics to read.
0: Poor <laughs> <sighs> planning on his part, I think. But that's that's fine. That's fine. We're here now. Everyone's here. Uh, we, are, we are going to actually, just after we're done recording, this schedule when we're going to do the, the annual episode for 2020 to do our top fives and best you know discuss best writer and best arts and all that usual jazz. Uh, so more on that soon, but I imagine it'll be sometime this month. Uh, so that is the show. That's what's coming up. We got a heavy, heavy load. Now, I will say this. I think there's at least a couple here that I'm almost sure that we're not going to be doing issue twos of next month. So February is definitely going to be later uh, compared to yeah. January. Um, which ones?
2: You'll find out soon. We've got some big books to get to before we get to the Future State stuff, though. Um, and, and just a big week in general, because this is the first time all three of us have been on a show in, like, three months or something. Yeah, like.
0: three and a half months, something with that. So, it's a return to glorious form! I bet you're all Kicking happy. off the Isn't year like
2: properly, I guess.
0: Yeah. Great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I,
1: really i'm funny? just trying not to meander because i know how i can get with me and connor so True. i'm trying to stay on target so yeah. all, uh, all, because... all
2: i'll say is the last yeah. week that was just me and pete um i think i think you knew we're going oh yeah matt might be back next week and, and pete goes oh well can, can connor take a couple of weeks off do you Oh well be careful what you wish for someone can go back and find that clip in the last episode be careful what you
0: wish for I I wish for something I got my wish I was happy about it it was was
1: delightful did did you retract your wish
0: I did not renounce my wish no (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: yes which by the way if anyone did listen to myself and Matt along with Tim's review of Wonder Woman 84 we were all middling to very negative on it and I wasn't even the most negative Tim hated that movie (laughs) um Um, Connor is by far the most positive out of anyone at Fuzz TV about Wonder Woman 84
2: or as I like to call it Wishmaster 84 Uh, I am but I want it clear I don't love the movie I think it's fun enough I I had a decent enough time Uh, I definitely have some problems but I mean eh, I had fun
0: alright alright I'm just next time he brings up a cross disappearing on a panel I'm just I'm going to bring up some of the plot holes of Wonder Woman 84 and we'll we'll compare and contrast Anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> coming up, for, my oh, my yeah.
1: dear brother's review of it, real quick though. I talked to him this week. Was at least I got to watch Gal Gadot for two hours, and I was like, "That's that's the way to look at it, bud." <laughs> he, he didn't want to <laughs> focus on the negative. He just got to enjoy looking at Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and so who, who doesn't enjoy that? Yeah, oh, right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: Well,
0: but oh, people do, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are certain versions, like a, a certain thing that came out. Was that this week? Uh, time means nothing anymore. Of Wonder Woman holding heads.
0: Oh, yes, uh, yes. That, that uh, was yeah. this week,
1: yeah. I don't want to look at that version of Wonder Woman. No, no, no. For two hours
0: yeah. at all. Would so. you believe it, Zack Snyder was going to turn one of DC's characters, who are most the most virtuous and the one about truth and justice, and, and t- yeah. turn her into a decapitating maniac? Oh, what a surprise. Uh, Anyway, so before we get to the books, there is one kind of bit of news, and it's not news news, but it's worth mentioning, Scott Snyder talking this week about his future at DC. I mean, obviously, we knew he was taking a bit of a backseat, as he said again, uh, following Metal, but he did say that he has two big projects at DC that he's doing in 2021, um, but he's going to be sort of off the radar for a few months, at least, so... I think if you were speculating that maybe he is going to do a GSA book or something like that later in the year, uh, that still seems to be very feasible, given his comments here. Uh, so he's still doing stuff at DC. He's just ta- he's, he's maybe just not driving the big events anymore. But he's, he's back for books later this year.
1: So. And I think that's okay, because I feel like uh, John's did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for a while, they were in the driver's seat, and then it just... I don't know if it takes its toll, but it, it's all right to get some fresh blood in there. And that's, like, overall seeing a lot of these new names on future state stuff mm-hmm. it feels like at the start of rebirth where we're finding out about these new writers and everything kind of feels fresh so mm-hmm. if, if this is how they do things going forward you know i look i wonder who's going to be in that driver's seat now you know yeah uh, if like, you think about heroes? some of
0: those names like i mean he mentions in this interview he talks about how he's going to let williamson and tine and sort of mm-hmm. take the reins for now and those were i mean i mean we both heard of both of those writers mm-hmm. uh, at the start of rebirth but yeah, they were still relatively new, relatively unproven, and now they're like, oh hey, they, they, these are the ones who are getting the keys to the kingdom a little bit more. They're mm-hmm. doing some of these more event tie-ins. There seem yep. to be, you know, I think, Tynan
2: feel like the logical successors to yeah from Snyder into Tynan and, and Williamson oh. for sure. And then who knows after that?
1: Well, and we know that like Snyder kind of handpicked Tynan to do Bat stuff, and then we know mm-hmm. John's handpicked Williamson for Flash stuff. So like. They both get the, the predecessors like Seal. So that, that's really cool that it plays into this now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he even named Josh Ram V, Joel Jones, and Tom Taylor's writing books that are well worth looking for soon. So uh, he has some yeah. taste. I'll give him that. Did you, did <laughs> you, you guys know about
2: Lemire announcing that he's doing a couple new black label books in his uh, newsletter?
0: We did not, but I did actually. You reminded me that I just saw it on Twitter last night that he's got a secret black label project with uh, Doug Mankey. Uh, in the yeah,
2: because uh, I don't know if you guys subscribe to his, his newsletter, but he, he mentioned he's got that one coming and another un, uh, another one that he can't say anything about. Uh, both are coming this year. Uh, both black labels. Uh, well, I mean, me,
0: me and Matt are both nerds, but we're not quite as lame as you, so we don't have to subscribe to the newsletters. But... Oh,
2: the,
1: the newsletters <laughs> are so I, good. I, I do get the Tynan <laughs> one, but I haven't had a time to like, yeah. look. That three-part
2: is... Tynan newsletter yeah. from the end of the year, uh, the first part in particular about just the the industry is yeah. just top quality comic yeah. writing.
1: But I, I agree with Pete that I'm not that big of enough of a nerd. Like I do subscribe. <laughs> but I see them and I'm like, oh, I'll get to that, and then I forget about them,
2: um, missing yeah. out.
1: I know.
0: I don't know. I'm just like that uh, Maxwell Lord meme from Wonder Woman eighty four uh, with like you know life is good, but it could be better. I'm just like, Connor's lame, but he could be lamer.
2: <laughs> How are knows? you sick of that meme? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so that was the one bit of news that i thought was worth mentioning was just obviously it makes sense there's not a lot of news right now uh because we're straight after christmas still so uh there you go that is uh that is that uh so let's just straight to books you know so i'll let a small talk about yeah. usually but we got a lot of big books to talk about some of them with a big page count so let's just get firing yeah, yeah straight into things uh and we're starting off of course but there's no other way to start this week but death sorry dark knights death metal issue seven scott snyder uh, with Greg Capullo, of course, but also Brian Hetch and Yannick Paquette, also doing a little bit of art as well. Uh, which makes sense in the context of the book because we sort of shift into a new status quo at the end and it kind of goes there. Um, yeah. is one of them wrong? Connor's making a face. I'm,
2: I'm just looking at the credits page and trying to see where they're
0: credited. They were both a comicology because
2: there's definitely there's, well, there's, no,
1: they're on the credits page too because I looked yeah. at it because I was like oh, looking yeah. at the nicknames,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. If you I argue that Kawasaki made a mistake, I'll believe you because they do it all the time. But mm-hmm. there is unquestionably at least one
2: different artist towards the end of that no, book. No, no, I, I remember seeing them and I was just like, where are they on the credits page? It's, it's, they've formatted it weirdly. They're uh, after the inks and colors for some reason. Yeah, if you told me that last
0: like 10 pages was still uh, Capullo the whole time, I'd be like, man, he's really a chameleon. He can, <laughs> can shift yeah. between styles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the big climax, uh, you know, half of it is pretty much the, the big Wonder Woman versus the, the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 Darkest, darkest Night, Night, that's what we're calling them now, I was trying to remember there what his new go. name is. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're fighting above, we get snippets of the battlefield, uh, down below, so, some big moments in there, um, I have, to, so I will just sort of focus on that first, well, because obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of big universe stuff to talk about with the last chunk of the book, let's just focus yeah. on the battle first. Uh, it was hard not to pop' I am picking a favorite kind of moment in the battlefield it was It was well set up because it's set within the universe of the d c world, but mm-hmm. it's hard not to pop when you get the most sort of like Batman plan for this when he just raises all of the bat family back from the dead to continue fighting uh including Alfred cool. might we add.
1: well there's that and then it's like. <laughs> You really think I would wear it on that hand? (laughs) I I did. Normally, that's something I would not have liked. But the fact that it is, like, this big, huge, you know, end of times kind of thing. Also, just the idea of the Bat family actually succumbing in battle is something that made me emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I I didn't like... And, like, overall, for the storytelling, it's great because you get a great moment. But just the idea... And But it makes sense, because they all are, like, the regular street-level heroes, right? Like, they're yeah. probably not going to fare well in something like this, where it's just waves after waves of of evil superheroes coming after them.
0: Yeah, um, no, I, I I got a kick out of it. Uh, it felt kind of like an F.E.A. Yeah moment, especially since you know, okay, whatever's about to happen is going to reset the world anyway, so obviously okay. they can't all die, and we can't do whatever. This, this is a neat way of using a piece of DC mythology, which is the Black Lantern Ring, which has been well-established mm-hmm. at this point to,
2: to have a kill cool moment. Even just within this own event.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you have that. You also have some Flash stuff. I didn't admittedly, we'll be talking a lot about Flash stuff later with uh, the Flash uh, one, or not one shot, uh, you know, Future State issue one. But uh, there was a bit of meta-commentary here, I thought, early on, when there was, like, an evil blue version of Wally from some other multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, or some other multiverse, you know what I mean? Um... And I think it's Barry who says to him, you're not Wally, um, you're just a bad idea.
1: Yeah. I I love that uh, because it is him sitting on the chair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know how I feel about the writer of that series. Right? That that did all that. And it felt mm. like Snyder going like, this is something that I had to work back into this. And <laughs> it was not so good. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and more more on Wally being, you know, bad ideas later in the show
0: oh yeah this is a sport. Uh-huh.
1: so i just i hate that this has become a trope since you know at least rebirth like just the the wally
2: R- remember the days when we were so excited that wally was back
1: yeah and and now misused wally is like a thing and i don't like it but i, I do like heroes that...
2: in crisis was the first major mm-hmm. example of it right because before that he was underutilized oh. but it, he wasn't right. bad
0: Right. This is a conversation for Lear. This is more to do with
1: no, no, the, no. The,
0: the I know, but here, I do like this. That,
1: but no, I like that Snyder is addressing it. He's not like acting like it's not a thing. So you know, it's there uh, in these pages because we also got that in the last issue where they have the the Wally wearing the uh, the Heroes and Crisis mask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, there's there's an evil that,
0: Wally running around. Platform. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and, it and it makes.
1: Sorry. So, like, yeah. Yeah, it
0: makes sense. You know, the idea was just like a, a universe where Wally liked that he did what he did, and mm-hmm. he's like a psychopathic, like Phantom of the Opera looking dude now, uh, running around. Uh, it's it's the sort of thing where that's actually a good spin on it for the purpose of what the story's doing. But I just hate that original story so much that I just like yeah, Ugh, yeah. Ugh, go away, don't want it. Uh, and then of course there's some Superman stuff, like showing up in his giant mech suit to help Superman fight the Last Son, and him being like, before this you know universe ends, at least I get to kill one goddamn Superman kind of <laughs> moment. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: you know uh, thanks. but the big stuff the big stuff though is that the, the Darkest Knight essentially tries to offer Diana, after the after the fight through time a little bit the fight some p- past some dinosaurs I love
2: the visuals of her being you know thrown through time like it's through the the, the moments mm. the circles ah, gorgeous stuff she also makes
0: uh, the Darkest Knight eat a planet at one point that's how big and mm. epic this is, fight is getting is,
2: is she also making Matt's camera go a bit funny no Oh. Is that on my end? No one else is doing it. Just Matt. That's weird. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why? Why not? Pete's, Pete's completely fine. Matt's is going all over the place. Uh, we'll yours, bear with us. Yours cause... is off
1: color on mine too, but on the other camera, it's fine.
2: Weird. So it's uh, fine on my feed, but the
0: direct camera from Connor's yeah. bad. Yeah, a little shit for me before you co- joined the yeah. call, but now it's looking okay. But
1: right, I'll, well. I'll I'll, I'll find this Connor. Water
0: but uh, (laughs) yeah I mean (laughs) it's
1: still at the end of the day anyway uh Wonder Woman fighting through time yes um but see the hand of of the universe at the the birth of the multiverse which is another trope that I love from DC right yeah
0: and we have this idea that you know the 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 race the beings that perpetua comes from are mm -hmm. coming to basically end existence because everything's gotten out of hand and the darkest night makes it tries to make a deal with Wonder Woman tries to say look if we join forces, I'll have enough power to kill these things. And then I will make a new multiverse and I'll let you have your your one little universe where all of you and your heroes and the people can live happily ever after. And I'll leave you alone. It'll be fine. And Diana refuses, of course, because he's an evil madman. A, you can't trust him, but B, uh, it's right. not worth doing. Um, and this, so where this goes, <laughs> it was giving me serious The Abyss vibes. I don't know if anyone else knows that movie.
2: Uh,
1: Still have yet to see it, just because it's so hard to find yeah,
2: it. Yeah, I know, I know. of it's streaming that's good, so... But, that's the reason yeah. I've never seen it either, because I'm like, yeah, yeah but it's, it's not a good-looking
0: version. But yeah. basically, these beings, when they show up, they were going to kill the multiverse and everything, mm-hmm. you know, surrounding, but essentially say that Diana, because she had the choice to, to kill them and try and overthrow them a different way, but chose not to actually kind of prove to them that maybe the the people are worth saving, that maybe this existence is worth preserving in some way. And they appear to her in a form that she'll understand, and it's kind of her original, you know, uh, first appearance, stale look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very uh, Death of Spider-Man in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, walking off into the white, basically. And she's not dead, so they made that very clear. Wonder Woman is not dead. Yeah. She's ascending to a higher plane of existence, where she's going to help these beings monitor existence.
1: Right. Which I did love the that use of that because it, again it plays at the tropes of DC, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And this and... for as much as this is an anti-crisis, right? It very much becomes a crisis here at the end with pretty much with yeah with the way that it splits worlds and like this where where they talk about hey you guys are heroic enough like especially Wonder Woman to save everybody like you you were gonna sacrifice this you know to defeat the the darkest night once and for all yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it this, was real cool. This
2: Wonder Woman moment, I believe, leads directly into her future state. Yeah. Uh, mini, where she's like at the end of the world watching everything. Yeah, the one with not read yet, specifically. Yeah, yeah, right? the, yeah. the new one.
1: Though. Immortal. Yeah, Wonder Woman, immortal, as, no. as I looked this morning. Um, but no, and I just, I like how it plays into with what we thought of what Generations was going to be when we got that Scott Snyder story of her showing up, at, you know, before World War II and saving FDR. Um, and. I I just like that it plays, like, I don't know. I feel like we we see more of the map that Snyder kind of had in mind. Yeah, I mean, if if nothing else... appears here as as Diana in that form.
0: If nothing else, even if we didn't get the Generation 1 shots as planned, Mm -hmm. having that one story of, like, her first appearance in that timeline... It at least, kind of works with this. Is the end kind of like, okay, this is why we did this. We want Snyder's right. version of that classic Wonder Woman to exist before we see her here. So mm-hmm. it kind of, it kind of works at least a little bit in that way, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing, so what we learn, so there's a big party. The Hall Justice, the artist has changed, of course. This is now the new existence, and we learn. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah.
0: yeah, and we learn. Uh, Wally's taken. Barry takes Wally. Who's not evil, I really want to point that out, it's important later. Uh, so very takes Wally to this new, it's, it's essentially a new watchtowers type thing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of beyond this. It's, it's, it's hidden, right? You have to go to a certain yep. frequency in you know the multiverse mm-hmm. to like access it,
1: which is like the background frequency of the multiverse, which yeah, I love because I know this is the stuff in Snyder that I miss because sometimes he gets really into the weeds with it, but when he nails it, it's like you know he did. Research on what is the background frequency,
2: you know, right, and it yeah. and it comes through and, here, and I appreciate that. This station, this, this, this that's the the Black Lantern symbol, right? It's very I, similar.
1: It's very similar, but it's also similar to the Doom and Justice and all of all of that. Um, but yeah. it also looks like the White Lantern.
0: Yeah, it's just like a mix, symbol. which I think is kind of intentional because yeah. it's a mix of good and evil that are kind of helping right. this. Because that's that's what we find out is that. Uh, inside the station, yeah, Batman and Superman are there, Hot Girl's there, Martian Manhunter are Mr. There, and Mr. Terrific are there, but so is Vandal Savage, Talia Alguil, and Lex Luthor. And, and this is a place... Oh, no, co- that's
1: Brian Michael Bendis.
0: Oh, shut up. <laughs> hey,
1: this, is, this is
2: called the Tatale, <laughs> this station. It the second glance,
0: then. This is called the Tatale, this station, and it's about monitoring the new Omniverse, which has been created, which is basically... This is where we get some of the juiciest details, which mm-hmm. is that... Every multiverse, every Earth ever, every existence ever in the DC universe is back and exists. Some people who were dead before uh, the events of Metal are back. Not everyone yet, but a lot of them are. Um, I'm, I'm sure, sure that I'm sure that will <laughs> co- <laughs> I'm sure that will become clear as time <laughs> goes on. Um, but so uh, so that's obviously very kind of end as blackest night, br- going to break brightest day, kind of like, all these people coming back even without the big splash page of like he's who is actually back, and oh, and I assume that's because there's... they want to have the flexibility. Of choosing who is back and in the individual stories as they're going forward, and that's fine. But,
1: uh, and here I feel this is DC having their cake and eating it too when it comes to continuity stuff, which I know has been done before. But like, honestly, who's read Convergence? I think I'm the only one here that actually read all of it. Read
2: all right? of it? Yeah, yeah, I think you are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, sure they did this where they made the Crisis on Infinite Earths and. Everything that came before it did happen and it didn't just reset clean, which was nice after Rebirth or Rebirth uh, New 52 because New 52 went ahead like none of that had ever happened, right? Um, But here, the the fact that it's happening in this big, huge book written by one of the preeminent writers at DC for the last 10 years, right? It 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 makes it stand out and it gives it a spotlight that Hey, we can do like these out of continuity kind of stories that still matter, right? It's not and, just the black label and off and, here. By and itself. that's
0: and that's multiverse stuff. But e- even the history that had previously been erased and brought back and then erased again, or or whatever, all of that seems to be in the characters' memories in some form, right. even if you know it has to be mutated a little bit for it all to sort of click together in a weird way. Right. But and it's, it is there. And,
1: and it, to me, that's giving the writers and, and artists and all this a little bit of free reign to being like, Hey, look, you got to color in the lines a little bit, but use what you want, which I think is, I think what some people have issues with continuity is no, it has to follow this. It's kind of, I call it the Wolverine rule where over in Marvel Wolverine was like on every team at one time. And I was like, well, theoretically, how does this all piece together? And I get how that can be a problem, but, but here it's solving the issue of continuity was like, Hey, if you have a, a a story you want to tell with Wonder Woman, but it took place a, during this era, go ahead and tell it. Like it'll all fit now. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty enough room for for storytelling uh, without having to get into the weeds of
2: that Wolverine rule, right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's it's well, really interesting that you know, by that logic, mm-hmm. you know, you could have Batman on every team because, like, let's mm-hmm. be honest, it would be Batman. Um, right. and and you could theoretically say. This story and this story are actually on slightly different multiverses that are right. nearly identical, except Batman's on this team instead of that one. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go quite down that path. I mean, it'll be, it'll well, be interesting to see if they actually do a story set in these different parts of DC history, mm-hmm. which I think I was talking about a little bit last week. But we, at least. We were for,
1: with the generation stuff. But right? at least like...
0: for the present stuff. I think what's relevant here is that everyone, the entire histories are accessible in their memories. Mm-hmm. They can bring back characters and relationships that they had in pre-crisis or post-crisis or whatever. And we, we have all those options. But the other big thing that we have to talk about here, the other big thing that's revealed, is that Earth Zero, Earth Prime, whatever we're calling it these days. Earth Prime. Is it's, no, it's Earth Prime. Okay. Okay. Is yeah. no longer the center of the DC Universe. In fact... They're looking into it. They explain it here that there's a bit, a bit of a mystery. And there's actually mm-hmm. two planets that are now the center of the omniverse. And they're a bit unclear as what they are. They think one is an Earth, but they don't know exactly what type of Earth it is. But for now, they're referring to it as the Else World, which obviously DC, <laughs> tongue in the tongue cheek <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I smiled. I smiled at the name. I'll admit. Mm. But it does beg the question of, okay, so we have these twin worlds, but only one of them might be Earth like. And even then, like. What is it like? What's I'm, sort of this? i real um, Apocalypse and New Genesis vibes from this. Mm, I could see that. <laughs> um, so I think what's interesting here is that, okay, this clearly feels like there's some sort of plan for something. And if this is not just like being set up here because, ah, oh, this is a status quo now, la-da-da. Like, someone has something planned for these two worlds at some point. At some
2: point, yeah yeah uh, this I, is this is a story that's coming in the next decade or so
0: yeah yeah i i would if I was going to put a number on it, I'd say four or five years, but yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah, yeah
2: that's probably more accurate, but you know things change, you never know exactly exactly, but, uh, okay. it, there's a plan
1: so so clearly, I read this wrong, and now, now, oh man,
0: are you disappointed or happier I'm disappointed, okay, why what did you think?
1: Because so how I read this all how it ended right is this else world is what the it turns to the next page that's what it is right because they call it earth alpha there's earth prime those two terms can be synonymous right mm-hmm. um so I, as I took this it also from the morrison cuz if you if you look into morrison's multiversity map and all of this there are certain earths that counterbalance each other mm. right and I took this as these two Earths now exist to make the multiverse or the omniverse more stable. Right? Because having the one at the center is what led to the Darkest Night being able to run his thing. So now if we have two, because the creators have deemed like this is, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's harder if there's two now. And it was going to play with DC history in that Earth Alpha is now the Earth of the Justice Society. Because when you turn the page, right, is we go to that and it's it the forties. So that's
0: Earth right? Zero. Yeah, it specifically says Earth Zero, but right, I, I think that I think this is less to do with like I don't think it's implying that's on this mysterious. I think that mysterious New Earth is purely mysterious right now. I don't think we've seen anything from that New Earth. Uh, or at least if we have, it's going to be a surprise yeah. when we find out later. Oh, by the way, this was secretly on there the whole time or right. whatever.
1: Which, which just led me going to okay. Well, this is Snyder's Justice Society. Well, I, I think that that's we, we were hypothesizing. I, I, I think that's well, well, just,
0: more yeah. the point of what we're saying here. Saying, seeing here yeah. is that. Uh, I think it's interesting and is telling that he's going to do a GSA book because Metal Seven ends on a little tease of his Justice Society. It's just two pages, right. but it, it goes to Sergeant Rock, who's been kind of this sort of narrator and kind of back and forth throughout the entire book, and it ends with the GSA showing up to help him in, in this, you know, part of the timeline. So I think that, that I think the ending here to me is saying, okay, this part of history is one of the things that are relevant. And the fact that he's ending on this big splash page of the JSA right. tells me, well, and it wouldn't surprise me if the artist here is also going to be the artist on that book. It would not shock me.
2: It well, it's Hitch. Yeah, it's possible. I also thought maybe because it's Hitch and there's a, a strong Hawkman link here, given that it's yeah. his journal, and Hitch mm-hmm. did the first major arc on the, the recent um, Hawkman right. book. So I thought maybe that was the link.
1: Just the, end, just the reincarnation. Well, either way, if, whatever way it plays out, though, I just, the fact that I could read that from that, even though Earth Zero was right there, Cause I just took that Earth Zero designation as that's, you know, they're uh, completely unaware of another Earth, right? In 1943, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I I don't know, but if it, whatever the Elseworld is, I'm I'm like happy either way. Mm. But the fact that I feel like I completely misread this. Uh, I'm I get why, I
2: get why though, because it's kind of reminiscent of what we used to have with Earth. Earth one and Earth two, with Earth, you, know, two. right? Yeah, you know, with being one being oh, here's all the, mm-hmm. the pre-crisis, the JSA, all that stuff, right. and then the one, the other one being the present day, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. It is very reminiscent of that idea, just a right. step removed by kind of not. I mean, uh, if if me and P are right, not mm-hmm. being those concepts uh, right. as instead, yeah. You know, well this now?
1: Is... Now it just it makes me ask the question: Then how is this Earth zero? Is this just an omniverse? Earth Zero, like
2: that, I'm the
1: assuming JSA that's Curzon,
2: Earth or... Zero within the current multiverse, because that's right. that's the idea with the omniverse, right? Is that these are all different multiverses, mm-hmm. right? Um, and assuming that this Earth Zero is inside the same multiverse as, mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is still Earth Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. I- I'm assuming that's how it fits together. Right. Well, just with the way that they
1: said it's an Alpha Earth, too. That's what made me think, like, Alpha meaning first. You know, just... I don't know. There was just a lot there that he threw in that... I I would
0: also maybe argue that the Earth Zero designation is... Because we used to call Earth... I mean, Mm -hmm. in the context of this, we used to call Earth Prime Earth Earth Zero. Because during during the New 52, that was, you know, the main Earth was Earth Zero. Right. So... I do wonder if there's maybe some sort of idea here that before the events of Metal, it was Earth Zero, but now it's Earth prime or wherever it changed but um so it's actually this is still in the history of the same earth in some way i could be wrong there but it could be
1: no and that's but you know what's cool is that it leaves all these doors open to be answered at some point it doesn't like even if it doesn't come from snyder just the fact that another writer can pick it up because i think it's
0: it's notable there's no wonder woman in this splash page so i'm wondering if this is the same earth but it's before wonder woman appears
2: Right. Yeah, and, and you could be right, you know, we're, we're saying Earth Prime because that's what it's been recently, but it is possible they've actually reverted it back, and we are calling, supposed to call it Earth Zero again now, and yeah. Earth Zero is our Earth, and we'll learn that later. Yeah, right. so... Because to me, I
0: mean, I think making this early, Earth feels a bit weird, given that we've been talking for ages about how, oh, we're reinserting Wonder Woman is showing up during World War II, during the GSA times... It makes sense. I mean, it would also work to just make that a separate Earth if you want to just have complete yeah. freedom to do whatever. But at the same time, if we're going to be trying to fix continuity, if Snyder wants to play with it, then yeah.
2: it makes sense that stuck just same Earth. It helps that uh, as DC readers, we're all pretty uh, comfortable with the JSA being on their own separate Earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how it was for a long I, time.
1: Yeah. As, as much as I like seeing them interact, like during the, the mid 2000s, like when Johns was writing them, and, you know, like, mm-hmm. That's real cool, but now as we start getting closer to like a 100 years of since, you know, within the next couple of decades, it's going to be kind of difficult to just have those characters exist without some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're on their own earth kind of by themselves and with what you can do with multiversal type stuff or even the flashes crossing over. Yeah,
0: I've, I feel like if you're going you go know, to what you have them in present day, instead of just having them have long, longer lifespans, I feel like it eventually... Right. The standard the thing player. is going to have to be that there's going to be like some sort of time jump for them, where they all get transported yeah. like several, right. several decades, just to. Yeah,
1: because well, that was always what I thought too. Over at Marvel, with with Magneto, right? Oh, yeah, like, he was, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be a survivor to... of, yeah. of the Holocaust. So it's like the further away we get from that, the more difficult like it is to to try to explain away. Unless you start throwing in, yeah, he's, he's it's like, comics. The, the, you can the do anything. Of the,
2: the sliding but... timeline, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what's but, the problem
0: of using real world events at
2: all in comic I books mean, is that you kind of tie it to well, time frames. Right. How how many wars has Frank Castle been his origin story? But,
1: but that's the thing, what works is, is what's weirdly you like cool about how that works is and what's also shitty about the world is that there's always a war that he can, you know, have PTSD from. Yeah. You know, you know, whether it's Vietnam or Iraq or whatever, like over the last fifty years, just pick one. And, Pretty and much. you know, you have the the punisher. Yeah. So in a
0: few years' time it'll be Delaware. Yep.
1: <laughs> don't don't Pete. Don't mess with that. <laughs> uh,
0: the Great Delaware War of 2028.
1: Uh, <laughs> Delaware. What's in Delaware?
0: Bloods. <laughs> <Plains laughs> Bloodbath, Blood man, That's what's in uh, Delaware.
1: <laughs> it, anyways. Um just like I am so glad that Sanders took the landing, and especially as like a DC history nerd. Just the fact that it, like... Again, the writers now have free reign to kind of do whatever. And I, I look forward to whoever's going to be bold enough to try to do Booster Gold in the Omniverse kind of stuff. And I look forward to that kind of storytelling. Mm. Uh, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to use the Omniverse constantly from the get-go all that much. I think it's there so that in the other occasion where they do what, they do something weird, they could say, ah, it's often this multiverse that's separate from everything. Yeah,
2: I think it's a long-term plan, with things like Black Label books, kind mm-hmm. of okay, well, if they fit, great, if not eh, it's just a different multiverse, and you know, you can kind of slap yeah. together any combination of things you want.
0: Right. Pretty much. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's freedom for later. Rather Ra- than Ra- Ra- me think, I mean, obviously I expect these two planets to be involved in a story at some point, these two mystery planets, but I, I don't necessarily think that the Omniverse
2: right now is about, oh, we've got some big story about the Omniverse planned or anything like that. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny, you know, we mentioned this feeling a lot like uh, the end of, like, the John's era, uh, with mm-hmm. this being the end of Snyder's. And this whole tease at the end here feels like a very John's tease, doesn't it, where he'll mm-hmm. throw something out and, yeah, we'll get to it maybe in four or five years. Yeah, the, the post-credit, right, Yeah, John's yeah. would always do. I'm still waiting for the War of the
1: Seven Kingdoms and Aquaman. I, I know it's never happening. <laughs> G-
0: yeah, give up on that dream, Matt.
1: <laughs> I, I will be here for it when it does, you know. Like
0: when if it does. When he says when, not <laughs> if. if when. I know.
1: <laughs> well, he also did with Shazam, and he eventually paid off Shazam, although not not as it didn't wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. But you know, he had teased stuff, and he's, Shazam he's that, just too
0: busy with TV you know, shows and so. shit. Now oh, yeah. he's, he's off. Am gonna start
1: Stargirl at some point? It's good. You should watch good, it. Man. I know. I know it's good. I just, I as of this time with TV, it's just it's very. I, I'm not motivated to do much. So <laughs> sitting there watching stupid stuff on YouTube ends up what happens.
2: So, yeah. I've been cooking a lot. That's so different. So, from sitting there watching stupid stuff on the TV, isn't it? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, last metal number, or death metal, I should say, number seven. Well,
1: oh, just real quick, just the art. I don't mm-hmm. think we, we, you know, Capullo, just his, him being able to shift from like these big group things happening to just the <clears> the <throat> solitude of Wonder Woman versus Darkest Night and just the big, like, you know, they're giants, right? And they're going through, I thought that was handled really well. Yeah, the sense um, of, sense of just,
0: scale was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it was why I didn't mention them too much is because, you know, it's been Capullo the whole, but it's also been Capullo yeah. for Metal One. It was Capullo for, you know, mm-hmm. Snyder's Batman He's, and.
1: Yeah. Capullo's nothing if not consistent, I feel, right? Like, it's yeah. always, you know what you're going to get, whether it was on Batman or and stuff like this. And then when it shifts to the Paquette art, it's just similar enough to Capullo that it's not jarring. So I felt like that, because I, I, did really they do that in the last Metal, too, that the, like, almost the epilogue was done by different artists? Yeah, it was was set, it it
0: was, I was setting up the just uh, the Justice stuff. Uh, that was, that, I think, that was a different artist at the end of that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. I, I I realize that Paquette is a a cleaner artist mm-hmm. than Capullo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really. It's really more, bold, clean lines. Sure. It's it's more of a Silver Age look,
0: and yeah. I think that's kind of the point is that you know the idea that DC Universe has been restored to its fullest, and, and I think for a lot of us we think Silver Age when we think of the the baseline classic
1: uh-huh. DC.
2: Right. This is the sort of this epilogue you could have swapped in like Doc Shiner or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah would have fit just as well
1: yeah and and i it also kind of feels like the shaner garrett's you know dynamic on change adventures with capullo where they're you know they're similar but they're different enough right mm. so, so it fits
0: yeah but, i yeah. uh see now i'm now i'm watching it with shaner because shaner's i like shaner even more but well, yeah, yeah
1: shaner's <laughs> did you see his his christmas painting or or painting drawing that he did this year oh, with the the superman one
0: yeah
2: oh it doesn't yeah. actually no
1: yeah, go go check that out on Twitter. Um, it's it's real good. He does one every year, uh, and this he usually year's...
2: does an end of year like wrap up one as well. Um right. but I think that that's coming a little bit later. I think he had some family yeah. issues. I think he said, mm. yeah, so.
0: uh, yeah. How but, uh, how do you some use twenty twenty in uh, a drawing? I mean, is he comfortable just drawing a big turd? I mean, maybe I, I uh... can't wait to see him try. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so that's the Everything's build. on fire. That's... The... <laughs> Turned on fire you're right matt the perfect yeah. combination so uh that is death metal issue seven end of the big event and sort of sets up a lot of big stuff for the universe going forward uh and you know a, a fair amount of it uh, we're not really dealing with really i mean obviously there's there's a couple of panels when they're looking at the, the omniverse the, and yeah. the base there's a couple of panels of future state stuff but i think future states less to do with the fallout of this and more of a nice like
2: something different for a couple of months before the actual world gets going so
1: palette cleanser, if you will. Yeah. yeah, they did that
2: whole thing of throwing out the name of the new thing. You know, they they mentioned, uh, oh, it's an infinite frontier, and it's like, yes, yes, very good. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I actually
0: think infinite frontier, given the context of what's set up here, actually does make sense as a title now because it is literally it an infinite frontier. It's just,
2: it's just one of those things that when they put it in the bold, so you, yeah. so you to make sure you get it. I'm like, ugh, stop it.
0: It's the sort of thing where I wish we didn't know about that that one shot yet. I wish I'd read that with Bold and go, oh, Infinite Frontier, that sounds like mm-hmm. something. And then we get the news of the book. But because we already knew about the book, it's like, ah, there you go, you're advertising your thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, what are you rating uh, Death I'm, 7?
1: I'm giving this a nine. I really enjoyed this. Uh, first thing I read this week,
2: and it really kicked everything off, right? Carp? Yeah, I mean also the nine and also it kind of has to be the first thing you read this it had, yeah it kind of had in. to be uh
1: <laughs> i could have started elsewhere i could have started generation shattered but this leads into the other
2: things
0: yeah you know uh, yeah I, i'm also going to go with the straight night i thought it was a very effective uh interesting setup for everything in the dc universe uh the fighting beforehand was was fun um but, uh, yeah just it, you know uh, a solid event uh and I do not know. everyone loves it. I know there's those entire pockets of the comic book internet community who who really hated death metal, but you know, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there you go, death metal number seven. Generations Shattered issue one. Uh, Dan Jurgens, Annie Schmidt and Robert Venditti are the writers. I have not listed the artists because there's too many to name. We'll mention those as we uh, see them on the credits page and whatnot. Uh, and it's not. This is not the only book this week I did that with either. By the way, there's a couple of other books where there was just too many names to yeah. even consider there putting them on. There are fifteen different artists, fifteen different pencilers. There you go. On this book. There you go. So yeah, th- it's telling when the front cover says "and more" after like six names, and they are it doesn't give yeah. you them all. So, uh, yes. And uh, so the artist, Ivan Reese Fernando Pissarin, Aaron Lopresti, Aaron sorry, Emanuela mm-hmm. Lopestino, Bernard Chang, Yannick Piquet, Kevin Nolan, Dan Juergens, yeah, Dan Jergens, uh, Eklis oh. Jensen, uh, Paul Politiare, Sandra oh. Hope, John Romita Jr. and Danny Miki, Doug Braithwaite, Rags Morales, Dan Juergens, and Eklis Jensen again, and then Mike Perkins to wrap things up. So that is your, your artist list.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with a hot take that they gave JRJR too many pages.
2: <laughs> <Holy>. <laughs> Do you know what? Cause I didn't read the entire list of names at the start, yeah, and I, just, I didn't know I didn't know he was in it because he's buried like two thirds through that list, yeah. So I, I turned the page, and within within like a panel or two panels, I was like, "Oh god damn it! I know exactly who this <laughs> shit is." And it just kept going.
0: Yeah, luckily because it has shifted artists software, you didn't have to wait long before it moved again. But yeah, there's, there's a concern. So this is a, this is an interesting. It is very much a part one. It's not a full story. It is. So we were teased this story when Commandy showed up and essentially grabbed the uh, the Detective Twenty Seven yeah. version of Batman back from Batman One Thousand Twenty Seven, or from mm-hmm. Detective Comics One Thousand Twenty Seven rather. No. Um, and this sort of takes us back to the start of Commande's journey. Uh, so basically, I, do you know what I was thinking of, so there's this white thing, this white sort of like bubble that's just eating everything up. And even though there's little examples of this in DC and there's examples in other media, Crisis even has kind of something like this. Um. For some reason, I was because he kept calling it what the what did he keep calling it the Egon. goneness, the goneness. It was reminding me of the nothing from the Never Ending Story. Mm-hmm. That's what it was making me think of. Yeah, because he kept calling it that. And,
1: and parts of this book made me feel like the Never Ending Story, like it was never going to end. Yeah, I was going to say
2: this book didn't make me and feel just anything. Just keep
1: going. <laughs> and like I, so I really like Dan Jurgens, and I really like Venditti. I haven't read it a lot from Annie Schmidt. I just felt like maybe 80 pages was too much for this because this is a mixed bag. Like, there's like at least four different stories in here. I, like,
2: honestly, I, I thought this was kind of terrible.
1: Because um, there are parts of it that I really do like, but it's just like it's kind of all over the place. And it's fun to go see these like different eras and see the different like the different comic eras interacting with each other you know, like yeah, like Sinestro from the Silver Age interacting with classic Detective 27 Batman. The Superboy you know, from
0: Legion and... and Superboy all...
1: from Legion and all this I... stuff. When and, uh, and Booster. Like, come on. Like, I love Booster, but like the longer this took me to read, I just was like I wasn't having as much fun as I thought it was going to have. Um, um, yeah, it's just not...
0: A, I mean, I'm not a terrible at Carter. I think that's a bit uh, on the I, harsh I would side. say
2: I agree with all those things that you're talking about like the ideas in theory mm-hmm. are good I just don't think at any point this is enjoyable to read. I, I thought it was a fairly easy read for about two thirds. I, I, th- I think
0: once all the characters are together and like, the villain shop and there's like fighting, because I thought, because mm. at the end of the issue when they're at the vanishing point and they're fighting this, uh, the, the linear men from the vanishing point, uh-huh. who have who've all been turned evil by, uh, I'm forgetting who the villain is now at the end, but
1: uh, it's, it's the time oh, guy, Dom-
0: Dominus. Dominus. Dominus, thank you. Yeah. Um, when that's happening and they're like fighting and it's just like they're crashing through different time periods which is funny because it kind of happened in death metal 7 with wonder woman but yeah. there there it was very easy to follow and you sort of pop through each of the moments at the end of this issue it just felt like kind of like a mess where it was just I couldn't really follow a fight through it
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. and you know what, there was a point I think it's right after uh, right after booster tries to hit on starfire mm-hmm. when they're at the vanishing point and there's a panel Right after that where you've got Superboy kind of reaching out to 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 Starfire and kind of you know, offering you know, hey, we'll, we'll do it all together. And the pal after booster says, Did he say Legion? Like my ring? And I cannot find where anyone said Legion right before that. Like Right. Where where is it? am, am I missing right. something? I went back I like three thing. pages trying to trying to find this reference that he's referring back to and it's not there.
0: Yeah, it's it's Cause, I mean, I think it's easy enough to read for the most part. I mean, it's a little bit repetitive because it is just like commanding going through different time periods because he's got the, the booster arm, or sorry, the the,
1: the Skeets arm, I should say. Uh, yeah, from from future Booster who yes. had to turn Skeets into a, an arm thing. It was very Liefeld, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and I, th- I feel like that was the point because Liefeld does do the whole cable type thing really well of the future hero that's been, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, they're all haggard and, and stuff. So I felt like it was a Jergens do you know, Juergens or whoever wrote that initial part. Yeah. Kind of poking fun at the genre, but so,
0: yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, uh, you know, obscure DC character cameos, uh, that, that mm-hmm. are, especially early on here when it's going to all the, the various time travelers. And, you know, once you start bringing up Wave Rider and, you know, Rip Hunter, you're like, okay, all right. So for, for people the who, and- yeah,
1: yeah, even even Dominus is an old school, you know, Legion.
0: Yeah, figure. that's one of those things where I you recognize know? the name when he put, when it eventually revealed yeah. who it was. I'm think like, oh, I recognize Dom, this Dom's name. such but.
1: a Jurgens creation, right? I think I'm I'm looking through the history and there's not a lot of good wikis. Yeah, on I will say on it. This oddly feels less
0: important than I thought it was going to. Um, yeah. Uh, there are things I like about it. I kind of like, there's a, there's a, the panel where uh, Dominus, we don't know who it's him yet, but he's like on, he's near the vanishing point or wherever in space. And he's ready to like build his new universe, as paradise as he calls it. And I kind of like that he's essentially drawn a red S with like a yellow sort of splash of light behind it and there's some blue at the sides. I kind of I like the weird kind of almost nebula kind of becoming the Superman mm-hmm. sort of shapes and colors. Um, And then that big splash page afterwards where it's like, here's like, you Know what the DC universe going forward because I appreciated you've got like you know uh, your big heavy hitters, but you've got also sideways on there. Uh, we got some of the new future state characters, but you also have uh, like they didn't leave off Jessica Cruz because I'm always critical when they only have the four and they leave off Jessica, yeah. I mean, Simon too, but Jessica's the one I care about, <laughs> so um. But, yeah, it's, it's him going around recruiting people in the various timelines as the white, you know, uh, you know nothingness is coming towards them and then mm-hmm. taking them. Uh, and I do appreciate that they kind of fail a couple of times. Like, he was meant to get Brainy, but he got Superboy instead. But that kind right. of works out when he fails to get Superman. <laughs> so I was like, okay, right. well, we have a super person, you know, kind of the same guy. I mean, it is the same yeah. guy, but obviously less experienced. And well,
1: yeah. and, and, and he gets Steel, right? Yeah, right.
0: instead of Brainy, yeah.
1: Right.
0: So, I appreciate some of those troubles, I kind of like the trip through, you know, these weird parts of DC history, Doctor Light from post-crisis, yada yada. yada. Um, mm-hmm. Once they're all together though, uh, I did feel it kind of break down a little bit, Um, I, it yeah, it, it wasn't as special or didn't feel as important as I was hoping it would be because it kind of feels like you could probably just read Metal 7 and go straight to all the new issues, go straight to Infinite Frontier specifically I guess in March, and that feels like it's going to be the important thing of setting up the universe going forward. It feels like these generations one-shots now that maybe were, maybe these are a combination of like what the one-shots were going to be before, where they've sort of splashed them together and said, okay, mm-hmm. let's just do it this way instead. Um, I don't think it was a terrible read, but I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't love it.
2: Yeah I, think like that, yeah, I think for me, it was way too repetitive for two-thirds of it, and then... When it all came together it, it, it didn't really click the fight and all that was afterwards was kind of a mess which is why i kind of say it's kind of terrible for me because it doesn't really work on any real level outside of a couple of nice ideas
1: mm-hmm. i was just disappointed that it's gonna be this romp a- across the you know dc timelines and stuff and then i just feel like especially after metal 7 it just felt like a lot of the same
2: it- it almost feels like the purpose of this is to expand on Metal 7. Like if, if Metal like, hey, everything, everything's fixed, everything works, everything's kind of, everything mm-hmm. happened. This kind of feels like, okay, well, the hyper time, all the timelines, everything's compressed, it's, it's weird. How are we going to explain that? And this feels like it's supposed to explain that, but I'm, I'm not sure I need it explained. I'm like, yeah, whatever, just, just go with it from the end of Metal is probably enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um...
0: Um, it it definitely is a bit long. I, I think you could probably tell this exact story in about half as many pages, quite comfortably. Uh, it yeah, probably feel nicely easily. paced. Yeah. Um, um, you know, also,
1: fight... I just want to point out that Ran is not in
0: 2014 space sector. Joe I, Joe, I was I was actually going to ask about this because I was like, did I just yeah. discover that that's in the same sector as Earth? Because I, I was going to say that makes Earth space feel freaking huge if Ran's in the same sector as Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah I I no, because
2: Ran feel a lot closer all of a sudden.
1: Well, it's not just that; is that the Green Lanterns from ran and thanagar were were major figures in the grant green Liner core uh Tomasi yeah. series and they were not from 2814 because they were from their own sector because you had isomot and uh you had vassar mm-hmm. and their whole thing is they had to be partners even though one's from thanagar one's from ran and i was like i don't know what sector they were from but i know it's not 2814 because they're you know um but yeah, so just, just stuff like that. That's stuff that shouldn't matter, but it matters to me. Just weird right.
2: editorial oversights that there's no yeah. reason for it, that to slip through.
0: I mean, a couple of slips of that aren't really a big deal, but given no. the way this story feels, I, I, having read it, it does kind of add to the sentiment that this feels like it's not that important anymore. It feels like it wasn't, yeah, it's just kind of here. We had some material we had to sort of like do something with. It, and this is what it one is of now. It's
2: things that is concerning in the sense of this is a book that's positioning itself as Oh look at all these things that are really important in the DC universe that matter and we're going to tie it all together and do this big hypertime thing. If you're going to do that and, and make us kind of get on board with it you have to get the little things right. You have to get the basic mm-hmm. facts right to establish it so, so that we'll trust you on the bigger stuff.
0: Yeah, the characters at the end so after the fight, they all get scattered into different like mm-hmm. places times whatever. Uh, Detective 27 Batman ends up in a future where there's like sex bots <laughs> and like a freezer <laughs> you're like hey put me together and i'll be your friend and i'm like yeah, yeah. what do you mean friend what do you mean-
1: it was it was very blade runner
0: yeah to me.
1: like yeah you know um, i will say that the art that leads to that with like the shattering of stuff and you see all the mm-hmm. different like it looks like there's you know sergeant rock is fighting dinosaurs in like a in like a futuristic looking city and then you have a manhunter robot coming into contact with jonah hex and uh, it looks like the uh Fatal Five from Legion encountering yeah. Legion society. I'm you like, this is but all real cool stuff. Like, for
2: a second, I thought you were about to praise Ramita art right? because uh, you, you mentioned the shattering. No, I asked him before, all yeah. Ramita's last page is yeah, no. everything's cracking, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, 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 which is a nice effect. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah, no, the, for, the further along. When
1: you, when you get to this yeah. one, and just like, the, you know, there's just a lot of fun, like, encounters here that almost, like, like I know a lot of people bring up tone poems when they're kind of making fun of George Lucas, right? But I feel like this is almost like a superhero kinda tone poem. Is it like where, poetry?
0: Does it rhyme?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. I don't know about this, but Star Wars does for sure.
0: Um, <laughs> It does rhyme, because they can't do anything Bloody New, so they just keep rhyming the same thing. Anyway, uh,
1: Um, Someone hasn't watched the Mando, so, you know. uh, I don't uh, want to.
0: I don't need more CG faces. Anyway, uh, um, so the end of the book is that uh, Dominus uh, goes to his black and white world, where he is a father with a loving wife. It looks like this is the 50s. uh, And maybe this is, you know, the world that he wants to try and build.
2: Maybe it's because I just read this. <laughs> so it's
0: yeah.
2: Twilight Zone. So. So maybe it's because I just read it, but I got major uh, Tom King vision vibes. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, uh, that also, is very Twilight
0: was Zone as well. I mean, about- that's a fair compar- comparison.
1: Well, no, I, just, I feel like uh, Mike Perkins directly took you know reference points from the opening of the Twilight Zone season three. I can you know, I can like, see
0: that.
1: Uh, the floating door and, and all that stuff, but but yeah. Um, so just. I had to look up Dominus because it has been a while since I had encountered that character. And he was like a, a priest that had like a, through meditation had, you know, achieved oneness. And then so I don't know if this is supposed to be like a, a thing that he just wants, like his physical self back. And that's why he's doing all of this, which seems like I don't know, man, there might be better ways to do it than like ripping time oh. apart.
0: You know, I don't. I don't know. I just comic books, just there. Roll with it. I know. Roll with I it. Roll with it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it says to be contained in January. Genera- generations forged, issue one. Which uh, is that March, February? I don't know when that was. I think, I think it's Did, February. Yeah.
1: Did I ultimately enjoy this? Not that much. Am I going to read it? Probably, because I can't help myself.
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to read it as well, just because I want to see how the end, like, how you know, just from a multiverse point of view, how it wraps up. So.
2: I'm probably going to read I, the second I, one. I'm not sure I care enough to read it. Like, that's that's how bored I was reading well, it. Always... Especially if it's 80 pages, I'm definitely not. If it's, well, it's like...
0: definitely 80 pages, but... Um, but
2: you're always the more negative one, so that's fine. We expect that. I, I feel okay. justified in my negativity this time. I don't feel like this is out of nowhere. Hey,
0: I've got negativity later, right? I'm just... I'm, yeah. I'm I'm being a bit more even-keeled with this because I didn't hate reading this. No, it's just a bit overlong I, and...
1: Yeah, my, my thing is I... I realise that a lot of this is on me because I came into this thinking, like, big... Big, you know, time spanning, mm-hmm. and it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So that's mostly on me. But it is a little bit too long. Could have you could have cut out big sections of it, and it still would have been fine. Or split it into you know two issues, a uh, forty-page stuff. I think you know would have been fine too. I think that uh, that's just, almost. You know, I'm tired of eighty pages right now. I think
0: that would have been more frustrating to me though if it was the exact same but split in two, because I would have felt like it's been one issue of just the same thing over and over again and then the second issue would start that way and then do everything You'd just the same. You probably
2: think the first issue was fine because you you not sick of it yet and mm-hmm. then when yeah. you buy the second issue and start reading that that's when you get annoyed, right? Yeah. Most lately. That's that's probably true
1: too. Again, I am just I've over since I've been back on the show we've had a lot of 80 pagers and I just kind of like it's just a lot every week. You know. <laughs> For sure. like if I have an 8 pager every 6 months, cool. But, like, I've had, since I've been back for the show for, what, five, six weeks now, we've had four of them. And it's yeah. just, like, trying we're, to keep up with it is it's we're,
0: a at, lot. we're in a weird phase. On the good news, Matt, though, is that the books are definitely slimming down eh, come March. Uh, so yeah. I would, uh, you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is Generation Shattered, issue one. Uh, obviously, the arts, I mean, it changes art every, like, you know, five pages, so it's hard to even really <laughs> talk about it much. Uh, but uh, what are you uh, rating this one, Matt?
1: I'm going to give this a
2: 6.5. Connor? 3.5. Oof! Ho, ho, ho. Uh,
1: I'll go with...
0: I'll go with a straight 6. It was it was perfectly readable. You yeah. Some I nice hate our ideas.
1: system. I really do. <laughs> you're <were> pretty <laughs> more positive on me, but yet I had it better.
0: It's because uh, your scale's broken, man. that's all. <laughs> that's true. I do put my thumb on it a lot. Yeah. Um... So, that'll take us on. Future State, the next Batman, issue one, John Ridley, uh, Bradley Thomas, and Paul Jenkins are the writers. Again, there was a lot of artists in this one, so we'll mention them as we go through the, the stories. Uh, I'll start off by saying I really enjoyed two out of these three stories.
2: Uh, I'm not sure how everyone else felt. Yeah, I enjoyed the two it. that I read. Yeah, I-, I loved one of them, really liked one of them, and mm-hmm. one of them I couldn't
0: finish. Um, I see I read this early in the week along with Metal 7 and I had to skim through it again and what was impressive to me is that when I got to the last story and I still skimmed, I still I still went through the whole thing when I was skimming because I am because I'm just that kind of trooper but it was amazing to me how little of that story I had retained from like four days ago amazing
1: yeah but I, I thumbed through the uh, you're, I'm sure you're talking about the last story
0: oh yeah the Arkham Knights one yeah yeah Abs-
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I'm sure like I looked I when I thumbed through it uh, i'm like i'm sure this is fine and then i started reading it again this morning i was like i just don't have the so i just don't have it in me so can we about talk right
0: about it's well written as well but nick mm-hmm. derrington's art and the colors here by tamara yeah. Bonvillain on this first story are absolutely breathtaking
2: i have been yeah. shining the praise of nick derrington on this show for like three years now so damn good mm-hmm uh, uh, and, uh, all this
0: stuff All stuff at the start where it's, you know, there's a criminal in a back alley and you've got the, the blues and the greens and the yellow light sort of and all the nighttime cars and the Batman jumping down. All of this fighting, all this stuff with the later in the ish, or later in the story rather with the uh, the magistrate like cops who are like who have got the, the permission to just kill on sight. Like that is this like somehow mm-hmm. vicious. So you have this very meta story where the idea of like cops sh- they're just just like shooting people for you know minor well, crimes is like illegal, like this is enforced, they're Gotham, allowed to do this thing. You know?
1: Yeah, so Gotham's become a full on police state run by someone called the magistrate. And I'm yes. sure we're gonna be shocked when we find out who it is, right? Just
2: Bet because it'll be uh, Tim uh, again. Y-
1: y-
0: yeah, right. <laughs> oh hope, um, hope it's time. It's Tim Drake, team Tim <laughs> Drake twenty twenty one, baby.
1: <laughs> you know I was thinking that it, it, it might be uh Barbara at this point. You you shut
0: your mouth. Uh, (laughs)
1: It doesn't feel nice, does
0: it? Also, I mean, so, just a couple of things here. So you've got this idea of this Batman, and specifically a black Batman, who is saving teenagers and, like, lower criminals from being just gunned down by the police for for things that obviously don't deserve being gunned down for. So it it gives this Batman a very specific kind of mission statement and goal. Um, Mm -hmm. But on top of that, that's why I also mentioned the art, is that when the two cops do find, like, the beat-up thug the batman's left and you get the spotlights. it's very animated series Like that's the opening of the animated series where they find the, the the two guys like tied up
2: yeah i felt that as well you know the the panel where uh batman's like coming up with the the grappling gun across his face
1: yes spotlight
2: yes. on him uh, yeah, yeah that felt like uh, animated series as well and i'm
1: sure that's on purpose right oh yeah you know that ridley's had something like this up his sleeve for for a while now um Because this was like kind of the first thing we'd heard about when uh, Generations got mentioned, like we're talking almost a year ago now, Mm -hmm. Um, was that Ridley had a Batman story. And so I definitely feel like this is on purpose trying to, (sighs) you know, not draw comparisons, but, you know, homage, like what our. At least I think our generation holds up as like the best Batman. Oh sure, right?
0: I, I, I I think what guess me a little bit. Uh, the only thing that's annoying me a little bit of this issue—it's not the issue's fault, but it's because they chose to tell us who the new Batman was. So it's a little annoying that this issue sort of teases you that it's it might may, may be Luke that's narrating before it sort of swerves you when it reveals that the brother Tim and the hospital. Uh, mm.
1: Right, but I still feel like I don't I don't know. I feel like the storytelling is still so good that if it turns out to be Luke and not Tim, or something happens Luke, and to take it.
0: This is a fair point, actually. I don't think it actually tells us in the story, technically, Mm -hmm. that it is Tim.
2: No, it it doesn't. Explicitly didn't. And I thought that was interesting because and, and that's why I was a little bit disappointed that we knew already because This whole issue plays like it's Luke still. Like, at no point, beyond what we bring into it with our external Mm -hmm. knowledge, at no point does this issue even suggest that that it's not him that's Batman.
1: And it could be either or. That's because that's how I read it was like, well, it's one of these two brothers. Are they going to swerve us? Are they.
2: They really go out of their way where, you know, Luke was like, oh, you know, had a late night. And, you know, they're like, well, we don't need another Bruce Wayne. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and it, the, it really plays like it wants us to think it's Luke.
0: Yeah, their mom's very anti-bats. Everyone seems to hate Tim in the family because uh, he's you know abandoned yeah. them. Um, some of the stuff we get here, we have little Santa Prisca, which I love, <laughs> and we have. I
1: uh, oh, no, I I love it, and you have the the beans, the, the gang of Banes, gang, yeah, and they, yeah. And they all have to, they all you know, and it's very gang culture that we see in, in pop culture, where you yeah, yeah, yeah. take out one of the other guys and to earn the mask. And yeah, you've I'm got like...
0: them. You've got them. Uh, essentially, try to initiate these two teenagers and try to hand these kids a gun. And one of them's like, "No, no, no. This is like extremely wise to shoot someone." And the other kids like, "No, this is the way things are." And it's sort of setting you up that right away. Okay, so here's two kids that this Batman is going to have to intervene and try and like save from this path. Uh, and you know, I think that all works. So There's some other stuff to set up, though. We have a, a cop who's introduced yeah. here. Uh, Who
1: reminds me of Terry's friend Max from. Batman Beyond. Oh, sure, sure yeah. Uh, Whittaker. Her whole vibe, which, which I, I I like, and talking to a a former cop that's at a batting cage.
0: Well, Whittaker was, was the one I was talking. This... I was talking. I was talking about the one in the yeah. batting cage. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, is the one gotcha, that yeah. she comes to see. Um, mm-hmm. and she talks about how there's an ex-cop who might be helping criminals pull jobs. Uh, with the caveat that they leave town after the one job. Um, so obviously she's maybe suspecting that it's him, and that's why she's right. kind of poking around here. Uh, but it's said that this pathology. I think this issue does a really good job, and this is the
2: thing because there's three stories in this book, and they're all full issue size; they're all 20 pages mm-hmm. each. Which is, from what I gather from the list, it's kind of going to be the the standard format going forward for for things they're going to be trying stuff like this. Well, they're not going to be full right. issues; just the backups. They're going to
0: be still be shorter than okay. normal length. But yeah, I mean, it, it sets us up for the idea of like getting multiple stories in one,
1: or or one anthology book. style books that yeah. where. You know, characters I mean, that don't wouldn't normally I be mean, able to hold. To be they, fair,
0: admittedly, I'm saying that. I'm assuming it's, a, a, like, when some of these new books came out, I'm assuming it's, like, a 20-page and then a 10-page backup. For all I know, it could be two fifteen 15-page stories, and maybe it is an even thing. I mean, I don't right. know.
1: Right, a half and half, right. Well, no, I just... What I love about this issue, too, is that it, it is and It's it's a combination of the Arrington art, too, but it's very street-level Batman, who I feel mm-hmm. we haven't had in a long time at this point. Like... Yeah, there's King no... was kind
2: of doing bigger... You've got to go back to Grand early stories. New 52 stuff, really, I think. Yeah, there's, a, stuff, there's no
1: mastermind
0: sort of supervillain stuff, big plots, right. you know, it's just all just, cr- you know, crime organizations and corruption with the magistrate and, you know, that sort right. of that, which and is, I just Yeah, it's fairly early days yeah. Batman stuff, yeah. And
1: I, and I really like that because it is such a, a switch up. It's a change up that I feel Batman needs to be refreshed every once in a while because, like, I was getting tired with the Titan stuff of it just always being, like, the mm-hmm. biggest thing. And here now we're focusing on, like, there's family dynamics and, like Pete just said, corruption within Gotham and, you know, the, the little gangs and Batman trying to save innocents from it any way that he can. Um, so it's just, it's distinctively Batman, but also fresh.
0: Yeah, so, and I think uh, because the art is so good, when you have this sequence of, like, this gang trying to make these two teenagers mm-hmm. commit a drive-by shooting, you know, this Batman jumps in, uh, and th- that page where it's like, uh, it's like you know imagine the camera is inside the car looking mm-hmm. out the front window like from the back seat and mm-hmm. they're turning around talking to the guys in the back seat and you see Batman like in the headlights like, jump down onto the, the front of the car the bonnet uh, or so what do you, the hood do you call it <laughs> I have uh, to think about that yeah uh, um, and like that that is a phenomenal page and the sequencing and the action and the pacing of it is really good uh, like stuff. but yeah uh, but you know you have this thing where he's like okay I have to get you kids out of here because ma- the magistrates are going to shoot you on sight they're just going to kill you uh yep. so i'm taking you guys to you know child services you're going to you know make something in your life it's your choice at least now but you know uh and then the tease at the end is this you know gang coming after uh someone I- i'm not sure is this the cop Whitaker? that's the only person i thought uh, that's it might be I, that's yeah.
1: who i took it as so yeah
0: and they look very uh red hood inspired they do yes. is this like a, it's like uh unless if it's uh you know circular dome, it's more sort of rigidly like parts like shaped, but yeah. A lot of edgies on it, but But yeah. yeah.
1: But just definitely the whole mask thing where the magistrate wants to take them all out. Yet, so Batman wears a mask, right? Mm -hmm. But so do the criminals that we meet. We have these guys, we have the Banes, and the whole thing is earning a mask. So there's definitely like this black and white at play here in this police state, which I, again, that's something subtle that Ridley and Darrington do really well throughout
0: this um yeah
1: yeah i so i, I came into this kind of not not cranky because i was starting big things but i was like oh, okay another batman story and then when it turned out to be like really good i was like oh, okay i'm definitely here because i didn't like the idea of paying extra money oh sure for this yeah but this I,
0: is the, this is the thing like i i i didn't know what to expect from these future issues, and there's it's mm-hmm. definitely a mixed sample of results from this yeah. first week but when i started this one it was within a page i'm like I think this may be really good. <laughs> this first story, yeah, at least, yeah, is going yeah. to be really good. I just, I'm, I'm feeling right. it already. I'm feeling it. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> and so then yeah. I was just like, okay, but you won me over, so.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think we're pretty clear. The consensus of us now is, is two thirds of this issue is really mm-hmm. good i'm actually i'm happy to hear that you agree with that because i think the
0: middle one i think is aided a little bit if you read batman the outsiders because it's very much a follow-up yeah. in a lot of ways uh, to know i get that, that and I'll, I'll
2: get to my specific yeah. thoughts on that when we get there but mm-hmm. yeah just this one um you know i was a little bit apprehensive with uh ridley because i i really didn't like what i read of the um that first issue with the other history of the dc universe.
1: yeah i still haven't just because i i remember seeing your tweet of going like oh, yeah, 45 minutes is enough. And you're like, I'm so only a third of the way through.
2: Yeah, was it was like,
1: it was like
0: a dense. prose novel, basically. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I think what that tells me is that he knows exactly what he's doing. It's just that the other history was never meant to be a straight comic book. That's cool it shows that he knows how to read a yep. comic book.
2: Oh, absolutely. For sure. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to, I not to say knock him for that. That wasn't for me, should we say, then. No, yeah. That was basically a prose thing. This here, where you've got Derrington and and Bumble on the Colors, who, by the way, is, is doing the stuff with uh, Dan Mora for Tamaki's Batman stuff. Oh, Very Detective for that. Detective Comics. That's, okay. good. That's yeah, good news. Yeah. Um, when you've got an art team like this, you know, you, you want to have that restraint and not just cover it all up with words. And I, I, I'm glad that right. he clearly knows oh, how yeah. to
0: do and Yeah, this didn't even feel remotely word oh. to me. This felt like oh, it, oh, it was no, not at
2: all.
1: perfectly paced
2: in the so dialogue.
1: Well, and I also feel that like him being a screenwriter, too. Oh, Matt, Mike.
2: Mm. Yeah, it, this was times where he, he knew to shut up and let the cinematographer do their job. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was say, there's a nice balance there. I want to see what other comics he's worked on because I fir- know he's he's done a couple at this point. Now, um, normally,
0: we wouldn't do this with anthologies, and at the end of the show, when we're doing top fives, they still all count as one, but I think it may actually be worth, because these are full issues, worth the stories to rate them yeah. as we're going. I was wondering if we were going to do this. Yeah. So, because I don't want to rate this as, as a, I mean, we can maybe do a collection rating at the end as well if you want, but...
2: It's going to feel so unfair dragging yeah. it all down for that last story. So,
0: I would like, rather rate them individually as well, since they are full stories. And uh, So, what are you rating this first part? And oh. the good news is, is this is the one this is one that's out... This has got four issues, so we get four issues of this yeah. story. Yes. Uh, whereas the backup stories are only in, uh, like, one and three, because they alternate with two other backups. Right. So, uh, good um, news.
1: I... I'm giving this this chunk of the, the story. Right? Th- this is getting a nine. I really, really like this.
0: Connor? Yeah, I'm throwing in with a nine, too. Yeah, I'm also giving it a straight nine. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I was in love with it.
1: Really, really good.
0: Uh, So, now there's like the second story, which is the outsider story, which is mainly Katana-focused, all the dukes around, mm-hmm. and obviously there's the big tease at the end.
1: Katana looking like a straight-up manga character. I, and she's I got, don't enjoy manga. She's but got but a
2: jetpack. She's got a yeah. goddamn jetpack. This is a... Brandon Thomas Ryan and Sumit Kumar uh, on the art. Um, Which I, I, I literally just read uh, The Savage Shores, the Ram V book, uh, okay, like yeah. two weeks ago, and absolutely loved Kumar's uh, art in that with the, some of the, yeah, the ju- pacing this is, choices.
0: This is the thing. That. After that first story, I almost felt bad getting into the second one about the art. And I will say, I do think I preferred the art in the first one, mm-hmm. but this art is very good and mm-hmm. the, the action and the momentum because there's a, there's a lot of katana like you know rolling around jumping around kicks and dives and all that sort of stuff yeah. uh, or even yeah. just when she's like blocked she's just she's, she's like uh
2: blocking all the bullets with her sword at one point um, Any, anyone who follows me on twitter will have seen me post uh, a couple of weeks ago when i was reading these savage shows a page uh from that that I ju- I just praise the flow of and the way the art led your eye around the page in a unconventional order, not just you know left to right, you know down right. panels. I
0: think what and helps this is a s- page
2: just like that.
0: I think what helps us as well in following the previous story is that it's not like it's a similar art style. It's very different. It's good in its
2: own way, but it's a very very different there's, look. There's no direct comparison in your no. mind. It's it's an immediate switch. As no, we're doing something different now. Yeah. So Duke's like basically breaking
0: people out of Gotham because the magistrate have got it kind of under lockdown. He's breaking people out. So it's set kind of in the same world as obviously the main story. And Kitana, uh not the most friendly right now. He's kind of mad at Duke. He's like, you have to pick if you're on the inside or the outside. And of course there's a lot of like almost puns with like we're on the outside I, kind of
1: I but see I love that that it gives the outsiders a different branding. Sure. They're sure. The it... Outsiders because they are
2: outside of Gotham. Yeah. Um, like that that's that first page, is it. outside Gotham and inside Gotham. And it, it's right. like, okay, I get it.
0: Yeah, uh, and there's a great two-page layout where she's going through the building, and uh, and this is where it really because not only do we have characters from the Outsiders on like the main, as the main characters, you know, Katana and Duke, but mm-hmm. even Caliber when he shows up here as you know one of the villains from yeah. that
2: that that run
0: uh,
2: is, is, is the, a nice uh, touch. This is the page I love with the flow and leading your mm-hmm. eye where you follow yeah. Katana around down the stairs and then down through the floor at one point, and you just it always leads your eye exactly where you need to go. There's never any mm-hmm. doubt which. It's not the same for every comic, and there's one later in the show that I'm really going to complain about this with.
1: <laughs> but like, it remind me of, of Old Boy, the hammer. Yeah, sequence, right. Yeah, check yeah. that. It, it's a multi floor. It's a multi floor yeah.
0: hallway fight. <laughs> so that
1: is. Yeah, and then and then in uh, Mr. Miracle, uh, when they're going through apocalypse, him and Barda on oh, the vents and, and it, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and you follow it through and stuff, and it's just like I like that style where they fully take advantage of panel layout and and whatnot here mm-hmm. that you can yeah. that you do follow it very well so i'm looking up sumit kumar because i've heard the name before and uh their arts popped up in like the detective annual uh and pennyworth RAP, and batman secret files so that's just the dc work hmm. um
2: i yeah. uh, i definitely recommend anyone who especially if you've been enjoying ram v stuff uh, mm-hmm. on the show check out these savage shores yeah. it's a vampire book meets the uh, Indian equivalent uh, in their mythology. Done. Uh, it's a five-issue miniseries. Uh, it's all out. Go go grab it. It's fantastic. Of course I am a
0: send for that. Uh, it?
2: Yeah, of course. I, but see, here's the
1: thing. I've seen Connor talk it up a lot, but I was like, okay. He's just on a Ram V-kick right now. But then and I mean, I am say, that,
2: too. I'll be yeah,
1: and I was just like, okay, well, vampires, Just say? Oh, wait. A different cultural depiction of vampires? I'm in. I love monsters.
2: So... Yeah, and it's um, uh, it's Sumit Kumar on the art, right? So that's that's good enough. But but
1: yeah, but back but back just this whole book too, you get Caliber showing up. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Brandon Thomas knows how to to play with in this, and if we get books, you know, from from him coming out of this, um, awesome.
0: Yeah, and because... it's, a, it's a it's a long fight that plays out with uh, mm-hmm. Katana and Caliber until eventually some uh, grunts show up and kind of interfere. And there's yep. this great moment towards the end here where there's, you know, this this great page where there's lightning coming down towards one of the grunts. And he looks up and goes, that lightning, why is it black? And, of course, you just kind of, like, smile because you're like, well. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's different than normal because, obviously, it's light, you know, black lightning is lightning is not traditionally being black. But uh-huh. it does make you it, – it, those, those keywords, lightning and black, uh-huh. and then – you see sort of the figure of pure light sort of coming down from the lightning. Like,
2: what the hell happened to him?
0: Yeah, and that's the yep. fire You know, it's this Katana looking at him as this sort of, like, lightning being and asking what happened to him, which they are here, by the way. Uh, I really love, especially it's on the the second page. There's a sort of close-up of her head uh, looking at the him. The one with just the, the three
2: dots in the, in the world mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah,
0: yeah, with the, with the big white eyes. It's just sort of looking at him. And just, I don't know, playing with the colours and the, the blue light hitting her, uh, I thought was really nice. Uh, but he's there with a the warning. He's like, "Okay, we'll get to what's, what. Why I am like this now, but that's not important right now. What's important is that one of the people that's with Duke is actually a double agent for the magistrate. Uh, so they're in trouble. Uh, oh, so that's yeah. that's a, a cliffhanger. So it's, it's, it's only a two-part story. So uh, yeah, it's mildly to see.
2: annoying. We have to wait till issue three to get more of this one because yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: the but. good news is though is that issue two doesn't have the next story. So.
1: right, <laughs> well, we just this here.
0: One? Yeah, we all wrote this oh. one. Yeah.
1: So real quick, when it when it gets to the Black Lightning, you get the introduction bubble or the box, mm-hmm. and it says uh, the principal, Mr. Secretary, Kurtz had us missing. So th- that's again them playing with the continuity because wasn't he the Secretary of Education under was it Lex or Pete Olson or whatever? If people know,
2: um, you you might be right. Yeah, so remember.
1: just the fact that they're they're playing with that, and then her saying only Dark Magic could have done this. And I'm just like, oh, give me more of. If they just did a book that was just Katana and Black Lightning, I would be so there for it. Uh, you right. Honestly, the Hill did. if so, nothing
0: else, you may get a, one of the backup stories. Might be them on, yeah, because that, that's the thing that kind of try to train us for. At least that's what it seems to be from March yeah. onwards. Is the idea that some of the backups will be an ongoing ten-page book for you right. know runs like you know right.
1: and that's, so yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, rating this.
0: Yeah, uh, we
2: got them up. Uh,
1: I'm gonna give this an eight. Like it's it's still real good um
2: but yeah okay. uh i'm gonna go with the 8.5 actually and and the only reason Ooh. it's not the nine is i think it, because i didn't read uh all of the outsider stuff right. and i was missing a little bit of the context with with caliber for example but Ooh. i loved all of the, the the flow all the the stuff that was there uh the art uh yeah great stuff
0: yeah i'm going straight eight as well i agree with matt I, I think uh the action is so good the art is really nice uh, I love Katana, again, to feel like a badass This this. Sometimes, like, some of these characters who never feel like they get the spotlight, it's nice when they do get that moment. And, you know, she has painted as, as just being a completely unstoppable, you know, machine. <laughs> so, uh, but elegant, of course, because it's all martial arts and there's lots of roles and stuff. And the art shows that right. off really well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there you go. So then the third story... And that's the thing. I had forgotten what all the stories were going to be. So I, I get to this third story. The first page just didn't really give me anything. I'm just sort of reading some narration. There's an explosion, there's a drone, whatever. And then a couple pages go by. And then I get to the Arkham Knight, the Astrid Arkham Knight from uh, the detective run that we all gave up. And I went, oh no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, because I'm seeing like a team of like villains, but all dressed up with Batman, I was like, oh man, is this Azrael?" Like, did Azrael hmm. is Azrael going to war with the Magistrate inside Gotham? And then it just started, led by me, Ash Arkham. I was like, I'm out. I don't, like, I just, yeah. I've already hit my limit. I, I, right now.
0: I read it. I finished it. I gave it the chance. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now, Matt, uh, you made probably the correct call. I don't think this is worth reading, this last one. It is kind of a chore. It is by far the most wordy of the three stories. It just felt overwritten to an extreme degree. Um, and it doesn't really amount to much. As the team is looking for Killer Croc, they find him in the sewer. Uh, we should mention Two Faces on the team. Zaz is on the team. Clayface, you know, a bunch of Arkham people basically. Uh, and yeah,
1: <laughs> Zaz doesn't play well with others. Nah, they end <laughs> I don't up.
0: Know. They end up. Uh, it turns out they're actually using Wayne Manor as their base. So obviously, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce isn't there right now. Um. Right. And that's oh, all Bruce is, uh, Presumed dead, right? Yes, he yeah, right. he's presumed dead. Um, and yeah, it basically just ends with them. Like there's there's this one sort of guy for the magistrate with like a sort of very red Hood-esque helmet on. Uh, number twelve. I, I can't remember what they call him, but he uh he but it basically ends with them defeating him because he's been hunting them and they kill him and they leave him with like his his helmet's on like a pike in the middle of the street. Um. It doesn't really have much of a cliffhanger, but it still says continues in Future State, you know, next Batman issue 3. So, whatever. I, I mean, I have very little to say about it, other than it was a chore to read. And uh, when I, when issue 3 comes out, I will not be reading part 2 of this story. I will read the other two stories in that issue quite
2: happily. This one,
0: I won't know. Two out of three
2: yeah. ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I got three or four pages into this. And then I was just like, Do you know what, screw it, I don't need this. Yeah, and uh, and, and just yeah. so I was like, I've I've got my money's worth and my, yeah, those... my, uh, my satisfaction is uh, yeah, full based on the first two stories. To be
0: fair, the price of this wasn't the price of three issues; it was more like two issues. So it was
1: yeah, how, how but was this still, this was seven. I know six ninety nine. I think
0: yeah. So yeah. yeah, honestly, so if you like two out of three, you've actually you're fine. You, you you've got yeah. gotten the right of money's worth. Uh but you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll gladly pay for, for that for all of the Ridley story going forward with the Darrington art. You know. And then and if you're getting I don't know what the next backups are. Um uh, but for the outsiders one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. that'll be an issue three.
0: So
2: there'll be a, a, a two different ones in issue. Two,
0: Which, you though. know, we may like both the backups in the next one. We may like one, we yeah. like neither. this is a bit of a crapshoot, but we'll see. Right. Uh yeah, yeah so I I have nothing else to. I, I, I mean, the art's not bad necessarily. Uh, Jack Herbert's the artist on this. I, I think
2: the art, from what I've
0: served it and, and skimmed through, it's fine.
2: It's fine. Uh, it's it, very um stop.
0: standard DC house style. Yeah, very house style, which is obviously after the first two stories, kind of disappointing, just because it doesn't look anywhere near It, as it feels very good.
2: mundane after the first two spectacular art stories. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. And I have such a like just a lack of interest. I've got such an apathy for Astrid Arkham as a character that I mean it could have won me over if the story was good it could have won me over but I don't think right. Ethan and it's actually that interesting so yeah I, I would happily uh, skip part two of this mm-hmm. Uh if I'm rating that it, it's like a I don't know a four or five you know kind of in that, just like not yes. terrible but it's really mundane and boring and overwritten so there you go I, I guess uh, mm-hmm. if we're rating the, the book as a whole which is kind of a hard task in a lot of ways but yeah. Uh, especially I mean are I mean, should you rate it as a whole given that you didn't read the last
2: chapter? I feel like you kinda of have to go still like if if you paid for the whole thing and this yeah. is the product as a whole.
1: Right. Well, I give so what's the average of a uh what I give a a nine and an eight? And a zero. So, <laughs> yeah, and a zero. So, <laughs> what does that average out to? You? That's what I would
0: uh guess.
1: So, I mean,
2: yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But that average out to something like a 6, and I feel like that doesn't sound... It doesn't feel like it actually...
2: Right. Uh-huh. The way I'm going to do it, because I gave a 9 and an 8.5, and then this I did not finish. What I'm going to do is I'm going to knock it down to an 8 overall. I'm just kind of sure. going to... Right, okay, those first two stories were very good. The last one was really bad. But overall, it still averages out pretty highly in my mind. Yeah,
0: because I don't so. think an average is even worth anything when if you really care about the first two, you, you, you're not you're not mad because you didn't like the last one. You just You'll just ignore it in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically there's less waiting on the third story, but it still has to bring down the score a little bit just by its nature of existence, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, because it could have been you know a dollar or two cheaper if it wasn't there. So yeah, that's worth something. Uh, all right, Matt, what's your rating for the overall?
1: I, I'm going to give the overall an, an eight point five, just split the difference between the two stories,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and just ignore because I didn't. I read three pages of the other one, so I give that one an incomplete. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I'll
0: I'll go with the. So I give a nine and an eight. I'll go with a straight eight for overall and just sort of, you know, go with the lower score to account for the fact that the last story was just kinda a nothing thing that I don't want to read any more of. So there you go. That is the next Batman, which was basically three issues worth of uh mm-hmm. of story. Stuff. Uh Future State, Superman of Metropolis issue one is up next, and this is uh sean lewis and brandon m easton writing and then again there's a bunch of art because there's three stories here so this is not three full-length uh, stories this is one full-length story in two sort of 10 pages give or take uh so i was going to say i, I really didn't really like this at all uh i oh man i
2: i liked the uh mr miracle story
0: and that's that the one. that's the best one i'll give it the, the mr miracle one has the best art i think and yep. was the most interesting um i think there's some nice ideas in the main story with john But I think it is, it really reminds me of a lot, actually. It reminds me a lot of the early rebirth Superwoman, where there's some really cool ideas, but the whole thing's overwritten in a shorty read.
1: I like this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad someone did. You know what, Matt? I'm glad.
2: I'm glad. Um,
1: (laughs) and, And it's not just for the reasons Connor thinks, right? Like, Oh yeah, um,
2: yeah. I, I already predicted Matt's panel of the week is from this story, <laughs> and I'll
1: just I'll spoil that. And it's not. It's close, but there's other things that happen in other books. This was definitely in,
2: in consideration, though. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, what I like that I feel that uh, who's who's the writers on this first one is uh, Sean Lewis. Yeah. What I, what I like about it is that it feels so. This is a future state book, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like stuff has happened since. And that this is a very real world to, you know, to John, right? It doesn't feel like they just added yeah.
0: this I, stuff. Before, before we you go know? on, I'll just, I'll explain the context of what this metropolis is like just briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a, basically in John's early days of Superman, his first year of mm-hmm. Superman, he fought the real Brainiac, right? Right. And it was his only time really doing it because after that Brainiac game but this company took over and sort of like, Built this new tech out of Brainiac, which has become known as brain cells. This this tech, and it's been kind of starting to take over people, which is kind of the current problem that John's facing. But there's also this heavy military angle where they're coming to get the brain cells, and there's going to be a lot of you know right. uh, collateral so damage.
1: A, yeah, there's a company called Trojan, which I just took uh, as
2: you I. Know. Th- this is one of my pet peeves in in a lot of fiction. Yeah. Stop uh-huh. naming things Trojan when it's uh, just because. Uh, yeah. We know, all right. They're they're going to be the bad guys. We get it. You, you don't need. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a there.
1: fan of the USC Trojans, that's not always true. UCLA. I said in fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, them being good is a fiction now too, so that's fine.
0: Um, um so but, the the big thing, the big thing in this issue, right? Just to get the basic gist of stories. So, so, so John is is helping fight off the army and try to deal with brain cells himself. The the, the threat becomes so big though. Uh that he gets his CalEx army to shrink down Metropolis and bottle it like Kandor. Um, which is actually important for the other stories because the other stories are both set in Metropolis, which are inside the 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 ball, right? Because right? they talk about how the, the Miss America one's like, oh, there's a barrier that's appeared, like, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and,
1: it, and it's important, he says, too, that they don't realize that they've been shrunk. Yes. Right, that they're, because this is just enough so he can fight brain cells, which is the, you know a piece of Brainiac skin that got burned off that this company in Star Labs turned mm-hmm. into this tech and stuff and uh, yeah so I thought which, I didn't finish the other two stories just because like I ran out of time or not time but just like I was like okay I'm done reading for now um, but that said I'll, I'll go back and read those I'm like I, I
0: loved that the one, one, one who was the most enthusiastic about this story yeah. is the one who didn't bother finishing but, the rest of it
1: <laughs> it, was, it was just again timing you know um, but I did like this John story a lot just because of it did feel like there's a, a story being told that the writer's very cognizant of because there's history with, with Kara and, you know, like the 10 years he's been Superman and just he's not his dad. I think con- that-
0: those concepts are good. What I don't like, though... Is that it all devolves into Kara goes evil and fights John, and, it, and I say evil. It's a bit of a technicality. It's basically there's a, one of the chemicals or one of the minerals that are in kryptonite has been used mm-hmm. by brain cells to manipulate Kara. Uh, so, but I mean, it, it evolves into oh Kara's being all evil and red kryptonite esque and fighting John. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I
2: just I was kind of rolling my eyes at that think, point. Yeah, and honestly, this issue or this part of this issue. Mm-hmm. Felt a lot like to me, the opposite of everything we just praised in the the first two Batman stories. Where this this mm-hmm. felt overwritten, it felt like there was just dialogue and, and narration boxes everywhere. There was no breathing room. It was just throwing a m- massive ideas and and yeah. hoping something sticks. It didn't feel like a cohesive story, even yeah. though there's a lot of, there's a lot of world building. Yeah. There's not enough story.
1: Yeah, I I just, I enjoyed and had a good time, like a fun time reading it because it felt like. Well, this is just a fun story it's not like whereas the last with the, the batman with the next batman it felt like no this is like an important story that's talking about society whereas this is just like hey remember comics are fun
2: you know right like, but i mean the, the the outsiders one doesn't feel yeah. particularly important right in the in the same no, way that feels that's true fun. This, I, this I just feels kind of messy to me
1: I, and i kind of like the mess i guess like i don't know <laughs> I didn't have a bad time reading it. I I read through it real quick and, like, I didn't feel like put, like, okay, I have to finish this now. Like, I was, I got through it and, like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying that they have to turn Kara on John, but there's, there seems to be a dynamic between them that's like...
0: I I am interested in this dynamic where Superman is gone for whatever, you know, period of time and Kara's still there kind of as the big cousin to, to help.
1: Yeah, well, and then there's there's doubts that brain cells brings on to john about like oh you're just like a kryptonian or a human with a bit of kryptonian in them you're not special you know and like mm. so just i feel like john's struggling with that that you know what i mean and that that's what kara kind of represents is like oh no she's she's supposed to be the kryptonian legacy you know um I don't know. There's just, there was a lot there. Almost, I don't want to say subtext, but Uh, uh, I I mean, I could all be wrong by the next issue and it it completely uh, devolves into something I I don't enjoy, but I like this one. I like some of the
0: concepts. I like the history that it tries to kind of hint at. And I do appreciate the idea that, like, there's a a sort of an opinion from some people inside the bottle city in the. The next two stories where, yeah. oh, you know, Superman, you know, the, the, you know, his old man would never have done this. This is like a mistake right. that he's made, that he's, he's shrunk the city down, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, but well, th- just, I, I, I think the best thing I can say, though, to sum up my feelings on this, is when I got to the end of this story and I turned the page and realized there was backups, I was like, wait, I thought that was already 40-something pages. I thought I'd already read 40-odd pages. And I hadn't. I'd read, like, 20, like a normal amount. It felt like it was double-sized.
1: I... I, I there (laughs) um i I can't because everyone's reading experience is their own like i can't uh but no i will say too that the the one thing that struck with me was when he had went to talk with the people you know after Kara had come in and saved them and they were kind of like you know you didn't you know she just saved them and then left to go do other things you know and that john stayed with them to talk with them and you know what i mean that to me that's him living his dad's legacy Right, it's not just wearing the suit and saving people. It's taking time for the people, you know. That yeah, are in but the city. does
0: that track so. with like what, traditionally that Kara is like that uncaring? I don't think it does.
1: No, but I see. I don't see it as uncaring. It's that she's how I read it was she's she's rushing around trying to do everything at once, right? Because she's she's wearing the full brunt of I'm the the you know the successor to Superman, and so yeah. she's like, I got other things to do. I'm gone. Whereas John's kind of like he can take a little bit more. I don't I, know, it's almost like a Robin's dynamic. I'm curious. Like, you
0: know, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with Kara and her own two uh, issue mm-hmm. series, which just you know, the first one comes out next week. Uh, not for sure at the end. Uh, but I uh, it does feel to me a little bit here like they're just doing whatever with her to service John's plot that they want to tell for John in this, this issue, and. Like I say, it's just a bit overwritten. It feels a bit messy. I felt like it was twice as long as it was. Uh, will I read the next one? We'll see.
2: We'll see how I feel. <laughs> we'll see how I feel come next month. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a good chance I won't, and mainly because the one story I did like in this, which is the, the Mr. Miracle one, I believe continues in a different book from what I remember. From is that the, the, the Worlds list. at War one? The Superman one? I, I think so, yeah. Which, it's weird that, um, so if you, in, the, uh, in the Batman one that we just read, mm-hmm. The end of each story told you, right, continues in, you know, which issue, right? You know, so it was like, oh, continues in issue three for the backups. Uh, this Mr. Miracle one actually just says at the end to be continued. It doesn't say where, which I think is a kind of a weird move, especially if it continues in a different book. Yeah,
1: mm.
2: that's odd.
0: Uh, yeah, I hate to put a damper on Matt's uh, positivity here. Yeah, that's fine. Uh...
1: You guys, that's <laughs> fine. I like things you guys don't like all the time. That's fine. Uh, uh alright, we'll we're, we are this first story then. Matt, we give uh, I'm gonna have this one an eight.
2: <laughs> Cut her. Yeah, half that.
1: Half
0: yeah, four. I
1: will oh. go a bit I mean
0: I'll go straight five. Like I just think yeah. I like some of the ideas. Uh R's okay. I'll love
1: it. I I it's Tim's. I like Tim's a lot. So um, it's,
2: I'd like it more if I could see me. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, with that said, then we'll go to the Mr. Miracle story, which is not obviously scot-free. It's uh, a new character. What's the Shiloh thing Norman. New... Oh, oh no! Shiloh speaker. Norman. Is that not new? It's... No.
1: No, Shiloh Norman's it's Kirby been- Kirby
0: creation. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh I'm not as familiar Wait, with
1: this is he? This I, thought, yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure. I thought
1: Shiloh Norman was a, a Morrison from Seven Soldiers.
2: <clears throat> I think yeah, Morrison used him there, but I think Morrison okay. did those things of, you know, picking obscure, stupid things that have been in the past. I, I could be wrong, but I, I
1: thought it was I'm going to let you guys talk about this, because I wanted to read this, uh, and I'm going to go back to read it. But... Yeah,
2: this is uh,
0: Brandon Easton writing this one with Valentine D. La Rondo on the art. Uh,
1: wow. O'Connor's so... no, right. Uh, Jack Kirby from uh, Mr. Miracle 15 uh, back in 73. Yeah, I, c- so, clearly um...
0: I was unfamiliar with this, this version of the character, mm-hmm. um, having not read Seven Soldiers and obviously not Kirby's original stuff, so... Right. Um, one of those I would like to correct at some point. Uh, the other Why one not us? so much.
1: Um,
0: uh, something about Seven Soldiers does not appeal to me for some reason, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, it's like the, the Morrison thing that's off in this weird corner that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: You're you're enjoying uh, Animal Man, though. I so. am. No, I mean, so I may, you maybe... might Seven Soldiers might be your kind of Morrison.
0: It may be, it may be, but at least oh, yeah, at yeah. face value those things that appeal to me more. Uh, so... Yeah, it's, just, it's basically Mr. Miracle just, like, uh, saving people, uh, dealing with this new barrier. There's, there's the, the main action comes from the, these, these sort of droids that show up and start causing chaos and have these big sort of almost uh, Doc hawk style like, arms that pop out and come after them. Yeah. Um, mostly, I mean, this one felt like it was... Uh, Better paced. Uh, I like the art. I thought the art was nice and simple and kind of inky. I think
2: that's its strongest point is I think it's a, it's a pretty simple story. It's mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle trying to find a way to, to escape, right? Essentially. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's Mr. Miracle 101, <laughs> really. But the art is really uh, dynamic for what this story is. Uh, it's very bold and stands apart from everything else in this book, at the very least. And I think because Batman had set me up for like
0: these stories being full length, uh, I wasn't expecting it to have two backups, so I got to the to be continued and went, oh, wait, what? That's over already? That went in quick. And then there was another one. I was like, oh, okay, it was only 10 pages. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, yeah, it's really simple. I, I mean, it's not a whole lot to say about it, but it was an nice, AC- Like, after that first story, this felt like a breeze to read. <laughs> so I'll say yeah, that. Yeah,
2: definitely. It went, this went in so quick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if I'm reading that, I would probably just give it like a, a, a nice solid seven. I wouldn't go any higher than that because I don't think the story is anything particularly special, but.
2: That's fair. I might give it a seven point five just because I really like the art, but in the same kind of range. Yeah, uh, and then the third story
0: is a guardian story again, set within the uh, the the, bubble. you know, the bubbled city. Uh, yeah. or the ball. I should say ball. Is it bubbled? I don't know why. It looks like a big bubble from the inside. Uh, so uh, you have the story with guardian. Uh, who is starting off by driving this ambulance that's on fire, and he's on a race against time. But then we then we go back in time. Uh, I will say this was kind of a mixed bag. This story, mm-hmm. again, there's some things I like about it. I thought it did too many like uh, there was too many panels that said so many hours earlier. With then it did it again. Then it did it again. Like so, it does 24 hours earlier at the start, which is fine because you have the tease of like what's coming up later. That's a common story mechanic. Mm-hmm. But then later on, it does it again for like one panel of Jimmy. Uh, with 15 minutes ago, but there's also at 72 hours later at one point. And it's all over.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was under the impression from the first story that it was uh, the, the for the people in Metropolis, it was a bit of a mystery of what happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was just straight up like, oh man, who'd have thought soups would put the whole city in a snow globe?
0: Yeah, I assume this is set a little bit later than the, the Mister Miracles because the Mister Miracle ones like clearly it was a mystery at first, like what is going yeah. on. That seems to be a bit later when people understand to some oh, actually, extent.
2: Actually, do you know what? I okay, It does mention that it's six months in, so I guess they've figured stuff out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there you go. Um, you would like to think they'd have some sort of idea after six
2: months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that is fair. That, that, that was me on that one.
0: Yeah. but uh, So that's the evil villain that kidnaps Jimmy. Uh and has has a bomb on this, this ambulance, which is what the Guardian's trying to like get away from safety. So actually, it ends in a cliffhanger where Guardian seems to have driven it into the water off the bridge, and his shield is floating in the water. So did he die? Did he not? Uh, yeah.
2: Um, this story actually has one of the... Uh, you know what I mentioned earlier? The, the the flow thing that I had a problem with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the way it draws your eye. There's a two-page spread uh, with... The guardian he's like jumping over some rooftops is kind of the look of it oh i actually agree with this because i this also was confused by this horrendous because it starts in the top left you've got narration <clears> box <throat> you follow it across as as he jumps across the roof and as he lands there's a narration box right there so you want to follow it and go straight down and you go down and then you realize oh hang on there's half a goddamn page i haven't read yet that needed to come first
0: yeah it's it's kind of awkward. It's a really awkward layout because, like you say, it's him jumping across at the top leads your eye that way. And because, and it would be fine if there was no narration boxes there, but because there's a narration box right under him that then leads down the page, you would naturally th- and most comics that do this would want you to go down that side and sort of maybe work your way back
2: around like a sort of circle. But Which it doesn't. Is what I assumed was going to do because, because that. Just you know, well, I think if there was like some separation for that first narration box where he lands, if that was distinctly in the panel below. That was like no, there is some separation here. Go back yes. across, but because it pops out across up a little bit into the the upper space, yeah, because it in fact, really makes you want to read it.
0: Because in, in the two buildings, there's like other panels of things. And if that narration box was just inside the building, it would it would just feel like okay, so it's a two page layout with like a horizontal thing all the way across, and then you'd have the two blocks of four in the middle, and yeah. then you'd have the the horizontal one at the bottom, and it'd be fine. But as it is, it's really confusing. Uh yeah,
2: it's it's a mess of a page. I I'd really I'd forgotten about it, like but
0: as soon as you mentioned talking about it I'm like, oh yeah, I did have a problem with this. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm thinking about it. Uh yeah. So mixed bag. Uh so I mean the Superman one overall, this uh Superman of Metropolis one. Um I, I don't know. I, I I I feel really
2: kind of mixed to negative on it overall. Yeah, I, I don't think I can give overall, I don't think I can give it above a six given that I liked the middle one, but that was like 10 pages, and the other two were just kind of a mess for me.
0: I I, I liked the middle one as a 7. I thought the first one was a 5. The third one... Because we haven't read that on its own yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: probably probably another 4 for me, actually, to be honest. Yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, I'd probably be similar in the sense that I'll give it another 5, so... I mean, I guess at this point, I can just like, average it at 5.5 5 and call it a day. Actually not, it'd be 5.3.
1: Yeah, see, but you're because you're okay with that, because you didn't enjoy the first story that much. <laughs> right? It's not like the Batman one. I <laughs> don't want to sink it.
0: Yeah, but I really like two of those stories in the Batman one, whereas this That's one... That's what I'm saying! Yeah.
1: Right, you could justify this one.
0: Yeah, this one, I yeah. like, I really didn't like two of them, and then one I was like, ah, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> like, so, I mean, the scale here is a lot lower, unfortunately, which is a shame. Uh, so ho- hopefully the world's at war, the other, the one that's got actual Superman uh, elsewhere is going to be Which, yeah. better. Uh,
2: that one, I think, is written by the guy who's taking over uh I think so. Yeah. So thing. hopefully
0: that's good, because that's actually, you know... it's a,
2: yeah. like, a bit of a barometer for the, it. The somewhere. funny
0: thing is, though, at the same time, even if I don't love it, I'm, I can't take it completely as a sign of the ongoing book, because it's this is such a separate, like, in the future two-parter or, or whatever that... Um, yeah, unless it's just
2: bad writing as opposed to bad ideas. Yeah,
0: because I, I think I've got an example of this later, honestly, when I'm mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. someone taking over a book in the Future State issues, maybe only representing what the run is going to be to a point and not really being able to use mm-hmm. it as a gauge. But anyway, that's uh, Future State mm-hmm. Superman of Metropolis. What, what did Matt end up writing that one?
1: Well, I can only read the yeah. story that I read. Yeah, oh, okay. read so, the first one, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's
1: uh, got an eight, so...
0: Alright, Fe- yep. Future State, Wonder Woman issue one, Joel Jones. Nice, and easy one, this, because it's just Joel Jones. Uh, just
1: Joel Jones? Yep,
0: yep. nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, so, this is our real introduction to Yara uh, Floor, our, our, Floor. New, yeah. our new Wonder Woman character. Um, and I have to say, so I read this after a couple of other things, and I was very mixed in the Superman one. Uh, I'll talk about some other stuff afterwards, but uh, I have to say, this was such a pleasant like start where I'm like, oh, This is nice and well paced. It's letting the art breathe. Uh, It flows really well. (laughs) Who'd have thought she'd let her own art breathe? I know, I know. (laughs) But right away, this felt a lot more... And, you know, Jordi Belair is a writer I haven't experienced much of. She did uh, some... uh,
1: Joel
2: Jones.
0: Sorry, what did I say? Belair. You said Jordi Belair, who who
2: is doing the colours on this. Yes.
0: Right. Freudian slip, okay? Gotcha. um, But it was... If I remember correctly... uh, did Joel Jones or was it John player. No, see now I'm confused. Maybe it's Joel Joel right. Jones started
1: Catwoman. Catwoman. Yes. Right?
0: Yes. Okay. I was thinking it, I think,
1: I, like four or five issues where it was art and writing before yes. it
0: just switched just to writing. Right. So I, I was thinking of someone, I was thinking of Judge I thing. Anyway, so mm-hmm. but anyway, so so I thought this was pretty good. I thought I thought this was pretty good because I thought it had like I think yara the hand in this issue has character. Her banter with her her uh, Pegasus or whatever it is, um, yep, and yep. the banter with like the little fairy imp thing,
1: Tidora, which I just <laughs> looked up, and this is why I love. Well, no, I uh, love as soon as it mentioned the other thunder god, I was yep. like,
2: oh, that's gonna love this. Yeah, uh, so, of course.
1: For me, the Wonder Woman like should always play with different mythologies, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna pull. So I had zero like doubt that this was come coming from. Um, from the Amazonian mythologies, and it does. So much to the point that, it, you know, it says it's represented as a dark-skinned, small, Native American, naked, with very long red mane, smoking a cigar, and is very mischievous. So the fact at one point where the Kaipora says, like, I was grumpy because I was quitting smoking, like, I thought that was just a throwaway, until I just looked up the whole... So, the fact that Jones no, is doing the... That's a
2: neat reference. The,
1: the mythological stuff there, which I feel like for me, that's when Wonder Woman's really at its best. Yeah. Uh, it so I find you
2: know, it fascinating that you know the uh Tupa, the the thunder god of, of this right. uh this place. Uh-huh. Um, it's fascinating that so many religions have the thunder god at the head of their pantheon. Right.
1: Well, because it's a sky god too, right? Like, right. It's the big, white, open sky, right? Yeah. So yeah.
2: it's it's just so fascinating to me the way that, that so many cultures kind of developed such similar ideas. Yeah,
1: the first Odin's not really the sky god, but Thor is. But Thor tended to be the one that got the most worship, right? Yes. In the communities. So yeah, Connors onto something. So yeah, the anyway, first Pete.
0: the first uh, bunch of pages uh, are her taking down what it looks to be like you know not quite a dragon a head, but well I know it's a Hydra, but it's not really revealed until after she kills it and goes that's anticlimactic, and then it reveals oh here's the other you know <laughs> six seven heads, uh, so. You know, I that was a fun reveal, and I think her kind of non and even the fact that she's yelling out Jerry. Because I hear yeah. someone yelling Jerry, and I'm thinking Seinfeld, right? That's,
1: like... Oh, I'm thinking Parks and Rec. Uh,
0: oh, okay, and that tone. Uh, with the right tone. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, okay, okay. Uh, The biggest penis I have ever seen. Um. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. But yeah, so this this running gag that the the Pegasus kind of like just doesn't give a shit <laughs> and just doesn't respond to her. it's pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, and just the constant kind of almost because it's a very different Wonder Woman because it's the the story from this point on is that the uh the what would you call the little one again the Kapoor uh the uh, yeah yeah so she like essentially is going to take Yara through kind of the the airport terminal to you know underworld to underworld. And it is presented Understood. with like, as like a customs kind of thing but with you know, obviously like different takes on the various ideas uh, with the Cerebus kind of asleep and there's like, a great joke at one point where Yara gets really mad waiting for the, the, the toll style booth mm. and she snaps off the, the metal arm and she bangs mm. it on the floor and she turns around and everyone sort of freezes because the eyes of the, the, the Cerebus sort of wakes up but then mm. just goes back to sleep and she's like phew! And just sort of wipes her her brow. And I I chuckled at that because it was kind of like, it gave me this sense of
2: fun to it that was a little bit different. You know, I agree. It's those small moments Uh that got it for me as well. There's one when she's on the Pegasus flying away from the the Hydra, Mm -hmm. where her sword's still buried in it. And she goes down and grabs it and just goes, yoink! As she grabs Uh it. Just that little moment as well. It's like, oh, that gives me a lot.
1: It's been a very long time since I've fallen in love with a character like this. Just off of one issue. Like, I hope Yara Floor, they find a way to have her stick around. Oh,
2: oh they are going to. No, because... There's going to be a TV
0: show, Matt. They're going to have a way.
1: No, I know, but I'm talking, like, like, I want her, just not in, like, a Young Justice book or something like that. Like, if they want to do a Yara Floor book
2: with Carol well, Jones. they'll do the I mini. Think she's guaranteed a, a, a backup yeah. at the very least. Well, yeah, because I, yeah. Well, well, I they,
0: well there to... is a mini solicited. We're getting at least a five-issue mini. That's true. Yeah, so... I want more. Well, there
1: may be more (laughs) after that, but I mean, at
0: least starting in March, you're getting a mini. Well, as in March, maybe it's maybe it's April me, but regardless,
1: I just like like Connor said, the yoink, and then this, and just like so, she's Wonder Woman, but she's not like this graceful. Like what we're used to, Diana, right? Like Diana would never do any of this. She's she's graceful and she has etiquette,
2: uh, almost stuck up in in comparison.
1: Kind of yeah. Whereas. Yara's just like, this is exactly who she is. And, you know, I just I love it. Yeah, she's got uh, she's got an attitude. Stealing yeah.
2: from the the dead to pay the toll. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: that's what like, we're talking
0: that's what I'm talking about, where she's super mischievous where you know they're getting to this thing where they have to go in the boat with like, you know, this this Reaper looking fellow.
1: It's Sharon, the, from yeah. Greek mythology, the, the boatman she, on the river Styx. Sure, yes, I
0: don't know any of this, but it's whatever. But in context of this show, it works for me anyway, right? <laughs> me and Matt are just irrelevant and, here. And she, she doesn't have like she's like oh, Wait, I have to pay. There's like a toll I have to pay. It's like yeah, of course, I'm going to pay your way. I just said I'd get you here. And she walks back down the line, and she notices this. You know, it's like a sumo wrestler is dead walking in the walking yeah. in the line, and he's kind of like not really paying attention. There's a coin in his hand, and it becomes this. You know, very mischievous, like the, the arm stretching out from off panel. To like try and grab the coin, and it's this kind of mischievous where she, you know, and she, in the way she kind of laughs and smiles at him when she kind of gets caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, there's this kind of playful like. Like, she obviously is not an evil character. She's clearly no. got noble intentions in what she's doing, but she does go around about doing it in a very kind of almost kids' TV show. I'm, I, well, I have to do this because it's important. So I'm going to steal from this big fat man. Right. And I'm going to try and sneak around him and get I, his coin so I, I can get that. to the underworld.
1: <laughs> he has it. I must get it from her. She's, I don't know. This is also why I love Booster and, and Guy Gardner as well. And so to see a girl version of it and it's not like, over the top,
2: you know. Oh, she's I mean, already better. I just exactly she's, with those two. She's already, yeah, She's already like, better
0: than Guy Gardner. Let's not even have this conversation. Whatever,
2: it's fine. <laughs> um, ask, ask me again in a year.
1: <laughs> but see, but see, I felt I felt this about uh, when I read the Starfire book too, which it, it's a different kind, but that's in a lot of the same ways—the predicaments that they get in and the reaction. I feel there's a lot of you know with the the Palmiotti Connor mm. Starfire. Uh, here, so, like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting to to be about this as much as I was.
0: Yeah. So um, basically, here towards the end, uh, we have this this coin thievery starts a commotion. Uh, all hell breaks loose, uh, and the cliffhanger is like that so. uh, all three heads of the Cerebus, the big dog, is there. That's the cliffhanger. She's Broken like, oh that. shit. Yeah, but but even even the way it leads to that that final cliffhanger page though, with all this fighting happening, Yara's just kind of in her element,
2: and uh, it's like what, oh, what exactly is her weapon as well? Like it's it's kind of like the the, the, the rope the bolts. Yes, thank yeah,
1: you. Which is this, another form of a lasso. It, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's yeah.
2: longer than I traditionally think of them. Uh, like because right. it is like on a long rope, whereas usually I feel like they're on a shorter rope. Yeah, it's definitely kind of lasso. Yeah. But uh, what I was saying though is that, that the way it
0: builds to this last page. Where you have uh again a lot of one's name I've forgotten already. Uh Kaipora. Kaipora. Thank you. Uh where she says, Oh Yara and it's a again it's a very almost sitcom level of Oh Yara and she just like, What? It's like why are you interrupting me? Oh shit, the Cerebus is here with big red eyes and wants to eat me.
1: Which, I know mythology, <laughs> I know how they're gonna make you know Fluffy fall back to sleep, right? Like yep. you know, music uh sues the savage beast. So Sure. Um I know. Again, I I fell in love with Yara Floor in this. I guess she's a great character and like a
2: Such nice a, surprise, an impactful debut as well for a lot of character. A yeah. lot of characters, like you know, I'll get the first issue and she can go, okay, there's there's promise, you know, there's something That's here. Great. Whereas this one immediately is like, oh no, this is like a fully formed character already. I get yeah,
0: I think while, yeah. see, obviously you two are leaning like, over the mythology stuff that they're incorporating, right. but I think what's really neat about it is that. The character is so strong and so likable to just follow into this world I didn't. It didn't matter to me that I didn't know all these like in not in right. jokes, but like you know. Oh,
1: and that's imp- but that's important though too because yeah. again, I wasn't sure about the Kaipora. Like I am sure it was a mythological. Like I thought it was a, like a force god, but then you come to find out no, they're kind of more like a pixie, you know. Like did you uh, the... did
2: you look up what the boytata thing was? That you know she says, no. "Oh, you send that after me." It's yeah, like a no. like a, a fire serpent sort of thing. I think okay.
1: See. There's I so now I have to start looking into South American mythologies. That's a big all blind spot. Yeah, me too. Uh, but but no, but this is just this whole thing with with how they did limbo with like it's a terminal, right? Everyone is just kind of hanging out, but it looks different to other people. So even her when she goes to go to the ferry, it looks like from what I've seen in like movies and TV of like a pier on the Amazonian river on the Amazon River, you know, um, Mm. with like a little boathouse at the end, because that's what it appears to her. You know, that's what she's familiar with. And so there's a lot of fun uh, mythological stuff at play in addition to all this character work. And it might be my favorite Joelle Jones thing I've ever read. This is is a... I probably agree with that. It's a a very strong... as a
0: writer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strong debut. And because we are getting a mini, because there's going to be more of Yara, and they are pushing the character... It's nice to read the first appearance and go, "Oh, I actually want more of her." Oh, good, fine, bring it on. Because up until yeah. now, it's, it's all a bit almost like ah, uh, it feels like a product. You got a product. You're going to try and force it's, it down our throats. It's are a you bit
2: go- hypothetical.
0: You're going to have like this and that, and that is going to be a TV show. We're going to do a theme song. We're going to have tie-ins. There's going to be toys and merchandise and all these things. But then you actually give me this session and go, "Oh, I actually like the character
2: now." Yes, give me more. Let's do it it, it yeah. feels less because I think before this, not that we were assuming the worst, but you know, you no, see this no. sort of stuff all the time, and and you kind of go, okay, they've got plans. They they're just seeing the money, but well, having read it, what? you kind of go, oh, they might have actually read this and knew what they were signing. Yeah, off. That, that
0: that's what I was going to say. Is I wonder because I don't know when all these future starships were written, but I do wonder the news that they were going to be have a five issue mini, and then it was only a couple of weeks later that we got the news that there was the TV show in development. I have to wonder if this first batch of future state issues came in like the early scripts even before it was drawn or whatever and someone read this and went hey this has staying power this character may actually be usable and stick around and then it sort of developed naturally from there rather than because
2: you know i don't know it feels kind of like that might have I, happened I, I, yeah i feel like there is an there's an easy subsect of of comic fans that are terrible people that would have just gone oh look Diverse Wonder Woman, they're, they're, you know, and that's why you're shoving this down our throats. Right. And that will have been the assumption for a lot of them, I'm sure. But this has real quality, like clearly. And and I, and I say I have it, to assume someone read this and saw that and went, oh no, we yeah, are yeah. doing. There's, there's like
0: a this. reason. So, there's a reason why they're not promising is a, a follow up the Guardian backup from Superman. Right. Like uh, that's not on anyone's radar. <laughs> right.
1: Well, and see, and you and you say that, Connor, but about the, you know, they'll say, oh, it's just diversity. They don't they don't actually care about the characters. They're, of they their their arguments of are always so so hollow because if they did, like this is just a Wonder Woman story. It has no like sure it's a different character, but if you care about Wonder Woman at all,
2: mm-hmm. this
1: fits right in with any I think it's you know. it's safe
2: to say for me at least I know the I know, uh, people definitely disagree but a lot of my favorite Wonder Woman stories are to do with various mythologies. Obviously it's mostly Greek, but for sure uh, the uh, the sharp, brave, and the bold with all the, the yeah. Irish mythology. Yeah. I love that. And now this here that we're we're playing with the, the South American oh, mythologies. Um, just, yeah, I'm so into it all. Well,
1: just like like the uh, character of Ferdinand, right? Yeah. He's not a Minotaur. I, mean, I always yeah. forget what he is, you know? But like that's the type of stuff that I love with Wonder Woman, where they take what we know with mythology and they twist it, and that's even Hydra I
0: mean I like Ferdinand and I didn't like that Liam Sharp book but I didn't like it because it felt impenetrable if you didn't already give a shit about all the various things that were in it right I think there's a way to have that mythology in here and make it completely accessible because you love following the character and that's what this issue was this issue was completely uh functional uh more than functional I I always feel like a a disservice to just say it's functional but it completely works despite not really caring about the, the the larger mythology that it's it's playing with um you know I'll, I'll learn the mythology that's relevant as the book tells it to me and the stuff that it doesn't explain to me I don't need to know and it's fine. Yeah,
2: you you're not going to do what me and Matt do and say oh what's this name and no. and sit there and quickly go and Google go no. okay got it. No uh
0: yeah. K- whoever the name was. It? <laughs> what was the name?
1: Kai Kaipora?
0: Kaipora. Yeah, Pacora. Yeah. Kaipora Pacora. I'll just I'll try to remember yeah. it. Yeah, so uh,
1: I just the only reason I can remember it is because there's a Brazilian martial art called Capoeira and it's very similar in the name Kaipora. So that's how I remember it. Yeah. What well, I was going to say is she, yeah.
0: she, she, she gave me yeah. I was getting like sort of like almost and this is going to be a weird comparison given that I'm saying I like the book a lot but I was getting almost like the little anime character that'll like tell you how to do things in a video game. Like that's what I was yeah. getting from her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, that's us read right the book. Uh, Matt, what are you giving Future State Wonder, Wonder Woman? she won. i
1: I'm giving this at 9.5. Whoa! Straight to yeah. the top.
2: bang bang. Matt, uh, Connor. Uh... I'm just going to go with the, the nine, but I mean, that, <laughs> I thought I was going to be high, and then Matt kind of undercut me like that. Yeah. I, I, I
1: did not expect to, to fall in love with the RFL. I, like, I, I am just, yeah.
2: also going with a nine out
0: of ten. I'm keeping this moving, because this is a long episode, <laughs> so I'm, I'm cutting Matt off right now. So yeah. there you go, that's Future State, Warner Women, issue one. Future State, The Flash, issue run Robert Viette, writing with Dale Eaglesham on the R. So, to counteract all the positivity from Wonder Woman issue one, here we go with Future <laughs> State Flash. So, here's the thing. Uh, the, the, the one positive point I'm going to make, not about the issue, right? This is not about mm-hmm. the issue itself. I oh, want be that clear, because I have nothing but bad things to say about this issue. <laughs> is that I don't think this is a big deal going forward in terms of the Flash, as like, uh, you know, in terms of present day the Flash stories. Mm-hmm. However, I can't imagine what idiot. Well, it was the writer and editor who said, this is what the, this story is going to be. What idiot, after we had just fixed Wally and and mm-hmm. and the, the, the one shot in metal and then a little bit there in the, the issue seven. What idiot said, let's do a story in the future where Wally's been taken over by an evil entity and is killing Flashies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let,
2: let's kill Jay by the end of this issue. Yeah, that, That's what we uh, all do. And are. Bart. Let's kill
1: Bart
0: at yeah. the beginning. We start with Bart. We end with... We, we, he's killed Wallace uh, off panel before the, the issue started.
1: Yeah, this was just bad. And, this, I did not enjoy reading this whatsoever. Even uh, this the voice far from Eaglesham's best work too. And it was word day yeah. as well.
0: It was really word day.
1: I had well, so I knew that Eaglesham did the art, but as I'm reading, I'm like, did did he not finish? Did like mm. because it just it didn't feel like Eaglesham. It like, feels a bit rushed. Yeah, and I just. The voice of Barry, I felt, was completely off. Like, I just feel like sometimes people find something... Like, and I feel like this has been true through... Like, even through uh, the the Winter story arc. Whereas it felt like they were writing him as Wally, right? But that's, that's fine. That was the only thing. Here, though, they took, like, oh, he's a scientist. So now that's all he cares about. Yet, for me, what works about Barry is that he's, like, this emotional figure that... The reason it's the Flash family is because he, you know, he takes in people, right? Like, not not in that Wonder Woman way that she's always trying to fix bad guys, but, like, there's always that that care amongst them. And here, it's almost like that's just out the window. And because Wally's evil? uh, And I just... Well, I mean... I mean, it's still
0: a terrible idea because no one wants to read an evil Wally-, Wally story right now. It's definitely clear as the issue goes on that there is something that's kind of taking over him. because later mm-hmm. on we actually get like a, like the good Wally's in the Speed Force talking to them as evil Wally's also there doing stuff. So uh,
2: With different lettering as well, yeah. just to make it clear for so, us. So, I do appreciate from a craft level.
0: Oh yeah, from a craft level, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, it's a readable issue in that sense. It's not like a complete mess of a... You know.
2: I can always follow where things are. I think it, yeah. it's sometimes a little bit messy and uh, <coughs> overstuffed on a page, perhaps.
0: Overstuffed, yeah, but not, like, impossible. Uh, so the premise of this is that all the speedsters have lost their speed because Wally's stolen it from them. And to make up for it, they've basically armed themselves with weapons of the rogues and various other Flash villains, and they're trying to steal the Thinker's cap from the calculator who currently has it, so they can right. basically telepathically go to Wally and try and save him that right. way, uh, because
1: they, they can't access their Speed Force, so that that that's all gone mm-hmm. uh, because of what, what Wally has done, and so they bust in with all of these this stuff. Which there there's a lot of stuff here, like with Checkmate. If if you look at that, there's some stuff to deal with the Future State on there. Like there's a Task Force Task. I can't talk Suicide Squad. That's how I'll say that <laughs> uh, on, on the lower thing with Peacemaker um and stuff so i was like okay cool there's a lot of cool stuff at, here and like the calculator with the thinkers cap that's cool too and then it just that's where it stops
0: yeah i um, you know? i think it's pretty safe to say none of us want to read issue two of this next month like nope. we're all not at all yeah I'm not even a um, chance
1: how what did the calculator do that killed Bart? Well, it wasn't
0: calculated I know you some- well was it wasn't calculator. i thought it was just like some of their guys busting and
1: no, he has something because Bart has the Rainbow, oh, rainbow right. glasses, which allows him to ride on, on the rainbow. You know, you know the, uh, the from Asgard. I'm trying to blink
2: right now. He just pulls
0: it. He literally pulls yeah. a what well, like a calculator and presses a button on it, and, and then
2: it, and it, it. And it kills Bart. Which it I just looks like, like it turns off the Bifrost, like it smashes behind him, mm. and right. It, yeah, I don't know exactly.
1: I and, and that was <laughs> I was like, okay, and then you had stuff with Avery. And I was like, oh, cool, Avery's here. And then the Global Guardian. So they talk about, you know, she's on the team with with a New Superman, but Wallace killed all of them too. Or Wally killed all of them. And I'm just like, I, I'm not liking this. And not yeah, just because I, Wally's I, evil. It's just, it's not being handled. Like a lot of the things that you'd want to see are being handled it, off screen. It's not, it's not,
0: yeah, it's, it's not a great comic on its own, but I think overshadowing even the, the, the writer yeah. of the comic is the fact that none of us remotely want a story about Wally being... Nope. either it, Whether it's possession and evil entities infected them or whatever, it doesn't really matter right. what the reason is. None of us want an evil Wally
2: story right now. None and of then, us. one of those and then... things that would be fine in a vacuum, but uh-huh. given the last few years, it's just like, yep. just stop it. Yeah.
1: So...
0: Yeah. yeah. So... I, yeah, so... Basically, they do their thing, they go and talk to him, but it ends up killing Jay. Um, and the evil wally entity whatever it may be uh
1: well, it calls itself famine one of the hmm. writers of the apocalypse which is another like interesting thing but i just wish i cared about the rest of the story you
0: know because yeah. like i mean it ends with basically barry and his narration saying well i guess i can't save Wally you now. i have to stop him no matter what and he's got all of the, the weapons from the villains and that's kind of the end of the issue uh mm-hmm. I have no idea how this is going to end and I'll never find out because I don't care.
1: <laughs> yep. I don't, I don't, I'm with you there. I don't want it. Mm. I just
0: don't want it. Uh, so we can scratch that off next month's uh, week one list at the very least.
1: Uh, what
0: are you rating this, Matt?
1: Uh, this is easily a two. Whoa! Well, yeah. on a, a Matt's scale, that's like a negative four
2: in our yeah, scales.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you nah, Matt it? has no in-between, does he? No. What are you, nope. what are you, what are you giving it, Carter? Uh I'm going to give it a th- three uh in that like i said i think that there's a, there are some things like the the lettering that work mm-hmm. so on a, you know it, it succeeds on some levels it's just uh the the, the story this, and the the the, the writing is just not there this angered me yeah i mean art is obviously
0: not good eagle art but i mean i have very much set a standard for what i rate like a 2 out of 10 in art because it's got an AM and it's JRJR. JR. so uh, on that on that sort of scale alone, thinking about it that way, I, I'll probably agree with Connor and go with like a three. Uh, but yeah, not a good comic book. And yep. it's it's not a great comic book on its own merit, but it's also just not good in the context of where it is and now and what mm. The Flash has been recently. So no, 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 uh, But luckily, though, this is not the dude who's taking over the the ongoing book. I don't think so.
1: But with what we've seen in Solicits, they hit at the story about something possessing wally and i'm like no,
0: no. well <laughs> please no if they want us not to read the flash on the podcast that's up to them if make it that yeah, way with stupid decisions like that so um all right there you go that's future state flash issue one so i'll take us on to future state swamp thing issue one ram v writing with mate perkins on our and this is the team that are doing a 10 issue book of course uh starting in march so, this is very much a future, a, a very distant future uh, story about Swamp Thing, who has essentially built himself a family, because a, a lot of, there's like an interlude sort of thing that keeps coming into the book, where he talks about how he created life forms using the green, and like how he which, built, like a respiratory system, and how he built this and that, and yeah, so Yeah,
1: which I really loved, uh, so Ran B, of course, probably told Mike Perkins, hey, we, we need like biological, like, like stuff you'd see in a biological textbook like yeah. Biology 101, but we need to greenify it. And Perkins like, I got you, because those are some of my favorite art in the book, and the art's really good, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really those
2: like, moments as well, because it just strips yeah. everything else out, and just does uh-huh. those. Uh, it's really good. And I think so what's good. really interesting, is obviously you said this is the team that's doing that Swamp Thing book, mm-hmm. which, uh, by the way, you mentioned it's 10 issues. It is, but it's also, uh, Rambi mentioned, it has option for renewal if it sells well, sort of like another 10 and so oh, on. Oh, okay. So everyone buy it. You'll you pick well, it up. Yeah, everyone order your copies of Swamp Thing. You yeah. bastards. Uh, uh, but but also, what I was to say is this feels a very different one. That book's gonna be because know that's the that's gonna be a L- new L- Swamp the, thing. This is got.
0: this is what I was saying earlier. I was talking about how even in this case where I like this team and I fairly like this issue. It's it's not kind of I, I don't think this is the peak of what I can expect from their Swamp Thing. But
1: no.
0: Um. But I, what I was saying earlier is that I, even with this being the team who's writing the Swamp Thing book, I don't think this is even like a, a sign to, of seeing what they're going to do with it or what it's going to be, because it is so different and it is very much this two-issue story of this future Swamp Thing. It may have a, a, just some thematic touches that lead into what they're doing, but I don't think it's going to be very uh, indicative of what their Swamp Thing is going to be story-wise.
2: So um, No, not at all, which I'm, I'm okay with because I liked this issue well enough. It's probably my least favorite issue I've read from Rambi at all, but it's still like it, solid. It's it's a little bit too like
1: oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's there's a lot going on, but it's almost like he's leaving stuff out, like almost like a Hemingway book where he's letting you fill in
2: it, stuff it feels in between. Like, this is obviously a two issue series. It feels like maybe he needed three issues for this story. He, well, yeah.
1: because there's yeah, there's there's a lot at play here, but like. So he's looking for humans because he feels like humans, swamp thing, humans kind of make life worth it. Almost and, is and, this kind yeah, of thing.
0: For the context of that, this is like a post-apocalyptic. You yeah. like something the end Earth. of the world essentially happened. And,
1: uh, and the green, the greens reclaimed a lot of stuff. But he's created these beings because you get the feeling he was kind of lonely, right? Yeah, and
0: they call him. What do they call him? The Green uh, King.
1: Green, the
0: Green. No, that's no, not he's no. The,
1: the Green Father. Green Father. Green father sorry,
0: yeah. Yes. Or father um,
1: green, whatever. And
0: the there's like, and I get the impression that the one who's a bit shittier, like sort of more loki sounding, one, yeah. that he's kind of oh. the like one of the first attempts, and he got better at yeah. it as he as he right. as he went. Um, well, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I was looking for. all the names feel like they come from like plant stuff. So you have like indigo. Indigo's not just color; it's a plant. Yeah,
2: you have heather. heather, which
1: is another thing. Um, what's, uh, what's
2: i was trying to find some of the
1: other names. I'm looking, and all that comes up is that it's a is a. Uh, Bass drum pedal. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not sure if that's just something from another language, that's just it, not it, coming
2: out. It well could be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, they're right, going through so the like... ruins. They're going through the ruins of a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of gives us kind of some of the stuff. you know, one of the daughters, for lack of a better term, is very poison ivy esque. Uh, yes. So and she seems to be the youngest, which would imply that's why she's the most human because he's like he's gotten better and better at sort of simulating life, and this is kind of right. like his best attempt yet. Is very poison ivy looking. Um. Mm-hmm. But of course the story has them encounter uh a human being. Yeah. one other one of their family, for lack of a better term, is, is shot or stabbed uh on watch during the night. And it it's leads like, them to a human and they wanted you know, most of the family wanted basically to kill the guy and swamp things like no 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 no. Uh
2: he's scared. You know, he's you know what this was giving me vibes of. Yeah. Uh the, the recent uh Plan of the Apes trilogy. Okay, yeah? sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially the last one, right? I can see and that they have their own Yeah,
2: second one as eights. well. Um, but two, two every yeah. but
0: mostly three, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and basically, swamp thing is like, okay, we're we're not speaking a language he understands, or not even language, but we're speaking in a way that he just couldn't understand. So he starts speaking to the human and learns that there's a camp, and learns that there's a whole civilization, and, and he left the group of people. He left, they left their children and wives behind to try and find something. And it's in they left him Star Fortress. Yes. Uh, and we we, and we get glimpses of this at the end of the issue, which is like it's very militant. There's like, you know, like an you know, army who are controlling the base. Uh,
2: it mentions, I mean, is that Obsidian in like a test troop? That is Obsidian. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and, and that's the, the name of the uh, the story for the issue I Obsidian believe was Sun. Uh, Obsidian Sun. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, okay, it's making sense. So but they're using you, Obsidian. I'm also wondering to, now. Go
0: ahead, I, I was gonna say, I'm not using Obsidian to like, like counteract
2: the climate or the sun or something like the, I'm assuming this yeah. is how they're keeping out the green because uh, the guy mentioned yeah. there, are, there are no plants no trees no green there whatsoever which is why it's a, it's a blind spot essentially that they're hiding so they're, out
1: in right yeah and that's what I was going to say I wonder if that's because traditionally Alan Scott Green Lantern his, his weakness is wood right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if that has uh, if that's why obsidian was chosen well, here if there's something with I, that. I was
2: thinking more just the uh, the darkness keeps out the, the light which the green but, like, that that could be too
0: but there seems to be this villain who's controlling this space here at the end um, and refers to him as an old friend to Swamp Thing, right? Because he's yeah. sort of talking to him in a sort of villainy, monolog way. way. Um,
1: Looks like Woodru to me.
0: Yeah, I wasn't 100% yeah. sure who this was. I yeah. was thinking Woodru, but um, but I mean, you could say that anyone got a melted face
2: <laughs> like, I, I think in the future. Uh, I think it's the lettering that gives us that impression uh, as well. Yeah. The, the, the green tint makes you go, okay, so this is someone related to the green uh, and, you know, the, you know, you stop putting the pieces together. Well, and and I was uh, yeah. thinking
1: of Ram B. When, when he first came to Justly Dark, it was during the Floronic Man, Flower of Parliament. And the other thing Flower as well Flower is,
0: especially if the whole point of the Obsidian is to is to have a blind spot for the green, it makes sense that a Swamp Thing villain would be thinking that way and be wanting right. to hide from the green and wanting to hide from Swamp Thing. So, it, like, these right. things do add up and make some some yeah. amount of sense. Um, so I, no, I would agree that it's good but it's also not like it's not blowing me away like Ram V's issues of yeah. Catwoman have so far like it's, it's a solid issue but it's not like yeah. the peak of what I'm expecting of the Swamp Thing
2: I'm I'm really excited for his main book when he's doing like you know a new uh, Indian Swamp Thing you know uh-huh. a, as a new host a, a whole new yeah. uh, mythology to tap into uh, and, and to play with the, the whole different uh, different cultural yeah. aspect of it I'm really excited for that this I'm kind of oh. like okay it's we got two issues to tide us over until then basically yeah
1: Yeah, and and you look at that that opening uh like the the two-page spread that kind of gives the history of the story and it looks like that new swamp thing from from their story coming forward you know it's front and center so something major happens i would feel there Mm -hmm. um that they're tying in so i'm excited to read it though I'm, i'm not just because of the team involved but like swamp thing with horns is like the whole thing I love. And I loved it in Eternal Winter. Uh, looks like he's going to have them in this. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, so there you go. what have you, you written it, Matt?
1: Uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Like, it's really good. But it was just like, yeah, there's, there's something just off enough.
2: Yeah, Carl. Uh, it's a straight 7 from me in that it's it's solid. It's pretty good. Uh, Just missing a little bit of a spot, maybe. Just needs a bit more space.
0: Yeah, it's basically uh, that was straight seven, and I, I actually, I, th- I think I was going to use this phrase, "missing the spark," uh, as well to, to sort of describe just how I feel about it, which is it's just good, but for some reason, I'm just not in love with it. Uh, mm. so, uh, there you go. Uh, that, that was the the last uh, book. So uh, that takes out the part of the show where we pick our favorites of the week favourite panel slash moment. Uh, favorite cover, favorite uh art, and of course, top five, which should be an interesting list this week. So, yeah, uh. I guess we'll start with Matt and his panel slash moment.
1: Yeah, so I wanted to pick something from metal and then, you know, I got to Generation Shattered and I was like, oh, there's some stuff here. And then the next Batman. But it's gonna be from Wonder Woman. Um and it's it's when she tries to steal from the the sumo wrestler, mm-hmm. and you get that that page that's just the chaos where she yells Alala, which might be like her victory thing. Well, not a victory, but like a war cry out in her, her native language because you got the boat um, guy in the back looking totally distressed. And then you get uh, kaipora going, oh, Yara. So it's just, it's a really good moment.
2: All right, Connor? Uh, I'm going to go with from the, uh, from the Batman uh, Future State issue, uh, from the outsider's story, uh, the mm-hmm. two-page spread, the hallway fight. Oh, so good.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with next Batman as well, but I'm going with the first story. I think I have to go mm-hmm. with basically just the opening. I mean, it's just that opening few pages because I was just sucked in immediately and I was just kind of in yeah. love with what I was looking at. Uh, it was kind of the moment where I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to like this uh, sort of, of the week. So uh, I'll go with that. Uh,
2: best cover of the week, Connor? I'm just looking at them. It took me an extra second, sorry, because I didn't have the the thing on oh, the computer shoot. anymore. Uh, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to, just play it safe and be a standard, boring, stereotypical answer and do the Wonder Woman variant, the Jenny Frison one.
0: <laughs> of course you did.
2: I, I didn't have time now. to look through more properly. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. I do
2: quite like the uh, the Pell cover on the Batman issue, though.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. The Wonder Woman 84 covers were this month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, yeah. The Wonder Woman 84 finally. covers. Finally existed. Some of those are quite nice. <laughs> that is a fair. good cover. Oh, some of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one uh, the one that was on Future State. Oh, no. That's not that good. The face is a bit weird. <laughs> on, on which Future State? I was going to say Flash, but then I clicked on it, and the face is a bit weird. I've seen it full size. Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. Um, as far as my cover goes, um, I'm... Um. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, I think ultimately, yeah, some of those Batman ones are nice. Metal's got a lot of good covers. Uh, and I think, but I think honestly, I may just go with the regular metal cover, uh, the the main one with the two Wonder it's Woman. It's a good one. Just because, it, like, I think the moment and the idea of what it represents in the issue, which I don't I mean, not often take that into account with the cover, but I think in this right. case, it actually works really well. Uh, and feels important and relevant. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with that. And plus, the whole idea of, you know, back in the, the past and the present coming together and both being relevant now going forward uh, is also clearly displayed by having those yeah. two Wonder Women. So, uh, Matt, what's yours? I'm
1: um, I think I was going to go with the regular Wonder Woman cover, the Joel Jones. Sure. It's real nice. It is.
2: Um, All right. Well, I didn't
1: look either. Like, like Connor, I, I forgot. I had it up and we got talking and I forgot to look. All right, well,
0: best art of the week, then. I suppose I'll go first with that one, since you two go first
2: already. Um, Out of interest on this, is it as a whole issue or individual stories when it comes to... I think at the end of the show, we have to go as a whole issue. Mm, I don't think we can go individual. That really sucks for for some of
0: them. It does. I think I have to pick next Batman overall, even though the third story is just kind of okay art-wise. I think the combo, the wombo combo of that wonderful Darrington art in the first one and then the art in the second one, which is very different but very strong in its own way. I think I'm going to go with that because, well, obviously Capilla was great on death metal. I expected it. It's been, you know, it's been him the whole time. Uh, it was very solid outing to, to wrap things up. Wonder Woman obviously had great art as well. Uh, and then Perkins was obviously really good on the Swamp Thing and just very well. But I have to go with that wombo combo and say next Batman overall. Connor,
2: uh, yeah i'm probably going to agree uh capullo did some great work as always i think the thing with next batman though it was two really strong stories with very different art styles as well That they weren't even like complementary, they were just so different uh so it, it gave me the i had this whole variety of it as well uh yeah great stuff i can see
0: it in matt's eyes he's not saying the same thing what you, what you should pick matt
1: oh no i'm not because it, it came down to its, it's swamp thing which i enjoyed with mike perkins and but it or one roman because Joel jones so i'm a big fan of but it's death metal for me because you got you got capullo then you have paquette and you have those two pages of hitch honestly I feel like as long as no together. one said
2: as long as no one said generation shattered i think we're all right
1: <laughs> well, because there's one major person that prevents that from happening
0: I don't know, it's a bit of a mess anyway. Even. Yeah, I mean, the chef's about far too much to even consider, I think, uh, in the yeah. best stage, but... Uh, Alright, so that'll take us on to top five books. Matt, take it away.
1: Alright, number one is Wonder Woman, uh, two is Death Metal, three is the next Batman, four is Swamp? No, four is Superman Metropolis, and five is Swamp Thing.
2: Connor? Yeah. I think mine's pretty similar, because I'm going Wonder Woman, Death Metal, uh, next Batman, Swamp Thing, and then, I mean, I I guess Superman and Metropolis, but mainly, mainly just the Mr. Miracle story. But, I mean, it it was better than The Flash, so, you you know. Well,
0: yeah, I think I'm, I'm conflicted, because it's, mm -hmm. uh, I'll go a little different. I'll say next Batman at number 1. I'll say Wonder Woman at number 2. I'll say Death Metal 7 at number 3. And then at number 4 uh, I think we're looking at Swamp Thing. And then number 5 uh, What did I rate things? <laughs> 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 uh, I think Jerry Shard at number 5? I think I rate that higher than it- Yeah, I rate that higher than Super- Superman. Yeah.
2: Interesting though, because obviously I think we all presumably read Death Metal first this week. Yes. And when I read that, I was like, okay, that's probably going to be at least one of our number ones. Sure. Yeah, but so It was neither. The, the fact no, that none was picked yeah. was actually a surprise. Well, it's, I mean, uh, what, what my top three
0: books are all nine out of ten. I think I'm I'm having a good week. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hard to hard to be mad at that uh so there you go there's there's our, our picks of the week and i will tell you what is coming next week in our very eventful uh couple of months uh so like i say i feel like we've all dropped flash for next month and superman's a bit up in there. i think uh for two of us at least matt will probably still read it um but
1: wait what i was reading I was going to
0: say, you'll probably still read Superman next. Yes, yeah, Superman oh, yeah, yeah for sure yeah, of course Flash, and I was like, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> no, I gave it a two.
0: Thanks. <laughs> I gave it a two. Thumbs up! Thumbs way <laughs> 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 Um, Alright, so coming next week, we have Future State Dark Detective, um, which is worth mentioning is not the 60-page book that the no. next batman was it's still it's over it's still oversized but it's not as big as that it's like more yeah, of a it's
2: th- 48.
0: yeah so it's annual size yeah, basically uh
1: tamaki and mora which yeah. is the team going forward
0: yeah um, which i'm excited about i love that team so that's dark detective issue one we have future state justice league issue mm-hmm. one uh we have future state teen titans issue one maybe tying into the academy stuff that we're getting mm-hmm. uh, we have future mm-hmm. state green lantern issue one future state robin eternal issue one future state superman wonder woman issue one Future State Kara Zor Superwoman issue one, and I'll also just tack on here for anyone who's reading them: uh, American Vampire nineteen seventy six issue four, and Sweet Tooth: The Return issue three are also out. Uh, so there's nothing else. It's just uh, what one, two, three, four, five, six, just seven Future State issues. That's what we got. Um, so, and I believe the biggest, yeah, the biggest two are just annual sized, and then the rest are uh, uh, three. Th- yeah, three of them are other three ones. are annual sized. <laughs> size. Yeah. Uh, so, which,
2: I, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, cause... that's
0: that's that's still a much reduced page count from this week. Uh,
2: yeah, if you, if you count the the annual size as just a double issue, it, it essentially works out there's about ten issues worth of content,
0: which is less than this week by a reasonable number. I
2: mean, yeah, I mean, Generations Shattered alone was like four issues worth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll see how those. And these are a bit more like I I don't know what to expect from a lot of these ones to be honest. Uh, I think Dark Detective because it's Tamaki, like I've got a vested interest in. I like obviously a lot of the characters that are at playing these other ones, mm-hmm. but. I'll we'll see some of them will probably be good, some will probably be bad. Hopefully, more
1: yeah, than yeah,
2: Justice League. I'm pretty looking forward to because I think that's Williamson, and then it's got a Justice League Dark backup with Ramby. So yeah, sure, sure. That's uh, probably safe.
1: Green Green Lantern has uh, a guy in Jessica Cruz backup.
2: That's so... true. That's oh, true. this is the one that's he's the guy who's uh, going to be writing the Green Lantern book, and he's yep. the guy who publicly hates Hal Jordan on Twitter. Oh that's pretty gotcha. funny. Uh
0: the tasking of sector one two three is uh one of the stories in that. Um yeah. is that a typo? I, I could have sworn it was it was actually the taking of sector one two three when we first saw that title.
1: Uh, that's probably oh, what
0: it is. Uh, oh Matt, you make it just went. You're the eleventh hour, Matt's mic's going again. Uh yeah. So I okay, I just just for funds, right? I want mm-hmm. everyone to So Matt, if you were to pick one out of those seven, right? Yep. Which one do you think is going to be the flasher next week where we all hate it? <laughs> right? And we're going to, I mean, I think we're all reading all seven of these, right? I don't think any of us are like, oh, there's none of these. There's one of these um, that we don't really want to read. But if you were just to guess see. and say there's one that's going to disappoint I, all of us.
1: I, maybe because going into it really, really heavy. Maybe Teen Titans, just because okay. we have a lot of. You know. We all like those characters a lot. and I'm
0: seeing who's doing it. Yeah. yeah, And T-Titans, I mean, hasn't had the best track record since we started no. this podcast. So, I mean, that's um, not a bad idea.
2: Kyle, which one do you think is going to disappoint all of us? When you say disappoint, do you mean just lower than expectations or the, that we'll actually think is not very no, good? No, we'll all
0: think it's shit and we'll definitely not read the next one. <laughs> uh, Robin Eternal. Yeah,
1: that, that was Rob, a strong one, too, Rob, just because it's yeah. Tim and Steph and that's on a very
2: uneven footing so that's already where i'm like do i even want to read that looking at it Uh, i'm
0: going to yeah i'm definitely sure uh
2: there's
1: there's not one on here where i'm like i'm getting bad vibes from which might
2: be a problem i i think superman uh wonder woman will be the surprise hit of the week
1: I am hoping. I just want more. Are you just saying that cuz
2: are? is that is that, is that the only reason why you're no, saying that? No, I'm saying that because it's Dan Waters who I actually tend to think oh, is okay. a very underrated writer. What what else has he done? Uh he did I recently he did the Lucifer stuff in the uh the dream okay. world stuff. So. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, cool. uh I, I have no I have no uh you know pre-opinion of uh no, Mr. Wars. Um, He's part maybe, of the, uh, maybe... the White Noise group that came out of the UK. That, uh, it's mm. the same group that, uh, that uh, Ram V came from. Okay. Uh, so maybe. Okay. Got
1: gotcha. put your expectations. Maybe the, the Kara book, just because it seems so disconnected from. I,
0: I, I really want to like else. it, just because I want a good Supergirl book.
2: But oh, that's we'll see. both the Margaret's. So.
1: Yeah, right. But I'm, just, I'm just taking things. I, I think the other ones, I think Dark Detective, I think even Green Lantern, and I think. Uh, Justice League are all yeah, pretty I, safe. I think at this point
0: there's potential for these all to be good. It's just a case yeah. of uh, I, I doubt all seven are actually going to be good,
1: though. No, because I remember reading the solicits for that Flash <clears> one and being like, uh, "Nope, don't like that." And yeah, that was, was always
0: right. from the start. We knew. Yeah, well, that didn't sound great. I, I will. I'll be ha- if I'm enthusiastic about four out of seven. I'll be. I'll be happy next week. Yeah. If it's if it's, it's if it's three or less, I'll be.
2: Yeah. Miffed. <laughs> Depends
0: uh, how much I like the three. I suppose, yes. That's true. It depends. like If the other ones are disappointed, are they just all, all right? Or like, oh no, I, this was Flash, Future State bad. Yeah, there's a yeah. difference, isn't there? Because there is a difference, yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's what's coming uh, next week. I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for all the months. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Born now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. Uh, they are $20 or more on patreon.com slash TV at the time of recording uh, and you can of course support us for as little as one dollar per month over at patreon and he'll keep all the content coming at the five dollar tier you get early access to the podcast by a day um and for the record uh, previously in the multiverse is returning in the near future uh obviously there was a lot of delays to it and connor obviously not been able to record for a month just delayed it further uh but it's coming back uh it is it's becoming a priority and yeah. particularly that i have new glasses uh, coming next week because I'll be honest, a big reason why I've not been reading a lot of comic books outside of the ones we do for the show is because physically reading recently has not been that pleasant for me. Um, so, new glasses coming. For the, for, for the record, though, my eyes are actually completely healthy otherwise than needing new glasses. So there's no bad news. It's just it took a long time to get an appointment because of uh, pandemic and whatnot. Right. Uh, God damn
1: it. I early. did not realize my dog's in here because she's so quiet until <laughs> she hears a sound. Until she strikes.
0: Hey. Ninja dog strikes. All right. Uh, so previously coming back, uh, you can get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Go do that for updates and shenanigans. Um, Otherwise, check out other content. You know, me, Matt, and Tim reviewed Wonder Woman. If you like that, we do have other movie shows on Mailfuzz TV. You can go check out on the Mailfuzz TV YouTube channel, which is, at the time of recording, like five subscribers away from 10,000. So go check out that. It uh, also worth mentioning the second YouTube channel, which is the Comics from the Multiverse YouTube channel which is where all the reviews get cut up and go up as playlists and you get the individual reviews for each of the show, uh, for each issue of the, each comic. Um, And one of our patrons, David, is actually cutting up the old episodes, of Cards from the multiverse, and, pu- and putting them up all the way back from the start. So eventually there'll be like a full playlist of every issue of Batman from the start of Rebirth, uh, where you can just listen or watch those reviews. So uh, go over and have a look and subscribe if, you, if you're if you interested in getting those. Uh, Previously goes up there. That's where the video version of Previously will be going. Uh, When it goes to go up, it'll be individually on that channel. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's just about everything, so thank you very much for joining us for episode 235 of the show. um, We're the unholy trinity that is myself, Matt, and the most unholy of us all,
1: Connor.
2: (laughs) I will wear that with a badge of pride.
1: Uh, He's the only
2: one that went to a
1: Religious school, too. I, I, I did. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty
0: funny, actually. The irony yeah. of what I just said. Yeah. Um, but yes, so yes, the, the, the trinity of the podcast is once again together. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, look out for the annual episode sometime soon as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the speech boards.
1: We're back.